<laughs> All right. Okay. Right, so I know that Jay, you rode in mm-hmm. on nine hundred pounds. Yes. <laughs> you didn't ride in. You drove oh, in. Oh no. Uh, you drove in the truck, the Dodge, truck, yeah. and then David, you drove in. Yeah. Okay. Truck or car? What is it? SUV. SUV, and then you've got the Civic that you drove in. Yeah. There would, we go. I All would right. normally come in the cube van, but, but now that we're talking about motorcycles and pickup trucks and cars, we're going to talk about windows. Let's go. <laughs> they have windows too. <laughs> Different kind of windows. No. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Are you guys Thank nervous you. or what? No, you guys aren't nervous, eh? Not nervous. We just don't know what to expect. It's just talking about your business, talking about the industry, talking about installing, talking about like ups and downs of the whole thing, right? Yeah. I just want to introduce everybody. So to my left, I've got Phil from Pains, right? Yeah. And then, uh, well, what's the shout outs? You want to do Pains? It's Pains.com, right? Pains Window. It's Pains Window Manufacturing, and the website is Pains.com. Okay. And then the Instagram is? Uh, Pains Window. Okay. And then what other social? Facebook. Facebook is on there? Yeah. Okay. And then, so that's the two of you guys. And then we got Jay back from the Keystone Contractor. Yes, sir. All right, what's the information? Share the info. I don't have the information. All I do is I, I, I don't have notes that anymore. I don't uh, remember Keystone, anything. I'm getting older. Keystone Contractor, info at thekeystonecontractor.com. Windows, doors, custom bathrooms, small renos. We're just a smaller outfit, so we just do smaller jobs. That Customizing motorcycles. Well, no, I, I pay somebody <laughs> lots of money to do that. <laughs> I don't touch those. <laughs> and Joe's back from JR. Welcome yeah. back. Thank you. JR Entry Systems of the Instagram. Uh, you can reach me, reach me at jrf at jrwindowsanddoors.com eh, we're just usual not we, just. Get, we get into everything we get into not everything we, we do the windows but we do more referral based window jobs okay and then we get into our uh, entry doors that we make ourselves in garage doors as well you know i guess my first and well david on the other end yeah. on my right you, you're there right so you, you are operating pains window right i am the owner of the owner pains. okay sorry yep. so uh, owner of pains and how long you've been in the window industry since 1999 20 plus, almost 25 going on. Yeah, since, since high school pretty much. So, really? Yeah. Why did you get into windows? It was a part-time job going through school. And then you, know, you learn one, two, three sides of the business. And then I went to finish school, sec- post-secondary. And uh, you know, always wanted to go back to the window business. So That was it? Kept on calling you back? Yeah, and uh, we started from uh, just sales and installation and became manufacturing. And growing. And growing and growing. Yeah. And then, Phil, how long have you been in the game? Oh, man, I know David since high school. We went to high school together. Oh, okay, all right. And my first job in the window business was I was one of those annoying little kids that used to call your house and offer you free estimates for windows and doors, if you remember <laughs> back at the time. That was my first job in Canada, and that was when I was 17. Just hang on a sec. So just watch your levels there. I just want to make sure that he's good because he was kind of drifting off there. Just Sorry about that. I interrupted you. Okay, so high school. High school was my first job as a window telemarketer. Then I got upgraded to a telemarketing manager in Windows. Tried college. I guess I wasn't smart enough for that, but I was always good with my hands. I would argue that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't so, say that you're smart because you're in college. Anybody that's listening, I'm just saying. Just couldn't handle college. Got it. Uh, always was good with my hands. Ended up as an apprentice for a window installer. Did high-rise buildings. Uh, did curtain wall. And then fell back into the vinyl residential world of windows. And our paths with David crossed again. I ended up working installing windows for him back when he was still in Alberta. In Edmonton, yeah. Oh, so you started out west. I started out west, yeah. So I opened my first company on my own in 2007 in Edmonton. 
moved back to Ontario because I moved from Ontario to Alberta, then moved back here in 2016 and opened Paints as a manufacturing plant for ourselves to, to make windows for our brand in Edmonton. And just expand, 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 and then we make windows for a lot of different companies now. So. All right, so now gentlemen in the middle, it's like you're paying bookended or paying yeah. sandwich, right? <laughs> that's, <laughs> how that's how I'm looking at it. Yep. How many years have you been in the game now, Jay? Uh, well, just call it 20 plus. And then Joe? 30 years. Holy cow, eh? So then between all you guys, what are we talking about here? We don't have a century of windows, do we? Yeah. Pretty close. close. Yeah. Pretty close, yeah. Ooh, Over a century. Wow, eh? Feeling young now, eh? No? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feeling young? Feeling it, looking it. <laughs> looking it. Oh, well all right, so where do we begin? I mean, I'd, I'd love to ask all four of you guys, what has changed since you started in 99? You guys, you started back in the early 90s. You know, you're in the late 90s, and same with you, you're in the late 90s as well. So how has the window industry changed since then to now? What's it like now compared to then? Well... If I can say. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the biggest change is in the way people buy windows now. Meaning what? Like what exactly? Well, before you would come to somebody's house, do the measurements, sit at their kitchen table, you know, do the presentation, try to sell the job on the spot. Basically, people would buy not so much the product, you as a sales guy. The, per the person. The person, yeah, because they trust you. There was no way... To actually know if you if it's a legit company or if it's a you know a bad company at the time. Today, with uh, the di the di digital age, the internet, it's uh, much different. I mean, every consumer gets a quote, goes online, googles the company, reads the reviews, gets references, compare products. I mean, it's a much more thorough way of people buying windows now than before it's funny that you're saying everything there and not one of it when it comes to today is physically seeing the product as first and foremost right yeah. it's more about reviews what's online pictures online what's being shared by i guess other homeowners but me as a person who wants to buy a product i want to touch feel use so i i totally agree with you and we have the largest factory window showroom in Canada. Right have, after 401. Yeah, so we have a 6,000 square feet just showroom with all the products in there. And you guys have been in it, right? It's huge. Mm -hmm. it's, it's huge? huge. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you got every single product in there. Everything everything that we make is on display. So Every color, ev every? Everything, everything, yeah. Hardware, you David. It's there. Option. So colors. you encourage people and installers and contractors to walk into that showroom. So, so this showroom was built for my clients, not for myself. It's for my clients like Jason and Joe so they can bring their clients and show them what the clients are getting. We've walked through a couple of clients now that were impressed when they walked into that showroom and saw everything. It, it does work. It helps us. Sell is it products. overwhelming sometimes though, gentlemen? Like is it too many options or is it is it's directed options, right? So it's like when you got a client and they're looking at a specific style, specific type, you, you show them those areas, right? You want to show customer the options available, okay, and show them the best value for their money. Not not the most expensive is necessarily the best value for their money. So we have a bunch of different options on display to show the client, from colors to styles to energy efficiency, you know, and then we can take the client to the back, and we have over eighty thousand square feet of manufacturing floor plant, 
and they can walk through and see how the windows are made. How did you find 90,000 square feet of land in Toronto to do all this stuff? You pay a landlord a lot of money. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's an easy process. <laughs> <Yeah>. Money. <laughs> and it wasn't that easy. It's, it wasn't. We've, we've been looking for a place for two years to move. We were in a 30,000 square feet place in Mississauga. And we had no space. I mean, we had containers piled up outside with storage. And oh, it, was we, we just it was busting at the seams. Yeah, it, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't make more product. We were actually declining business because of the lack of space we had. And this is what? Two years ago? No, that was last year. Last yeah. year. So we moved into the new place in uh, January 1st of 2023, this year. So did you guys notice that as well, too? Like, I mean, I've been noticing on the show that there was lots of leaps in growth during the crazy years that we just recently had, right? Yes. And that's what it sounds like you guys did as well, too. But you guys also had craziness going on in your business, right? I've seen, small, I've seen a lot of smaller businesses that I was lucky enough to get involved with. Because, again, you say like having a showroom. So when I finally stretched my legs and got out as being a subcontractor with other companies and went to be on my own, I started reaching out to manufacturers. And a lot of them wouldn't even talk to you unless you had a showroom. Like, I don't want you selling my product. Well, you don't have a showroom. We're not going to sell to you. And that's great. Even if I had a showroom, it would be closed 24-7 because I'm the schmuck out there working and doing Why do everything. they have that mindset? They, a lot of them do. They have... There's territories, there's this and that, and if they are going to let you sell their product, they want to have a showroom set up and everything. So when I got in the door with certain door manufacturers and window manufacturers, um, I met Paynes through my door manufacturer, um, and we all introduced, and they were happy to do business with me, and we all kind of grew together. And, uh, and, and a lot of people that were closing the doors on smaller contractors, like, they don't quite understand. The, I mean, I'm not just some backyard guy buying one or two products a year. Like, you know, it's highs and lows. Were they just focusing on the bigger players and not realizing you players. had no value? Yeah, they just, they just don't Same idea that. with you, Joe? Is that the kind of idea? We, I didn't have issues so much with showrooms because we were dealing for a few different companies. For us, it was more about getting product and selling enough product. They were more interested in the numbers than, than actually having a showroom for us. Really, yeah? yeah? And I mean, with Windows, it was different because we were using them. We had these other companies prior. And, and most of them didn't even have a showroom. It was, it was actually difficult because you can even show people the windows there. Yeah. So having a place with a showroom actually helps us because we can come in and show them that. But for us to have a showroom, it would sit empty, like Jason said. It's going to sit empty because we have to close the doors and go out and work. So is that what you guys feel? In the day? That's what you guys did is like you thought about this 90,000 square feet like idea of that sit-down moment back in the late 90s where you talked to the client directly because you're showing them the product. Right. It well, was it was the easy sell, not the easy sell. It was the easy education. Yeah. But I also think that it's important that when people walk in, they see a legit business that, you know, stands behind their product. And yeah. it's somebody like Jason, let's say, that is on the field in the field and doesn't necessarily need a showroom, has the opportunity to send his clients to us and we'll show them everything around and still and he gets the job. You know? So yeah. th that's. See, what I'm liking is that like, you got two installers today here with Joe and Jason, right? But you guys come from an installing background as well. Yep. And not a lot of window manufacturers or businesses do that. C can I just go back a sec? Yeah. So I feel there is a big disconnect 
between the manufacturing side and the sales side in the window business. Manufacturers don't understand the salesperson or the sales offices or the installers. They don't care. Yep. All they care about is the production and the numbers. Before we became a manufacturer, before Paints was making windows, we were a sales office in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And the reason we went and opened our own facility to manufacture windows is because of that big disconnect between the manufacturer and the sales offices. So you guys saw that hole between the two? No, it's just we couldn't find a supplier, a manufacturer that will check the boxes that we needed at the time. So when I get clients coming through the door, like Jason or Joe, no matter who it is, I understand what they have to go through. I understand what they need. I understand what kind of support we need to give them as a manufacturer for them to be successful. That's why I don't care if they have a showroom or they don't, because I was a small guy too once, right? And I don't believe that a small guy should get a higher price than the little guy, because then he can compete. So you treat all your clients with respect. You, you, you treat them equally. You treat them the same. Same, yeah. Like, so it doesn't matter if you guys are... I don't know. Can you guys ramble off? To, I'm just curious. Well, like, well, sale-wise, what are you guys looking well, at a annually? Good, a good, a good situation. Exactly that. Um, I had sold a job, um, installing it. Everything's going fine, and it wasn't until I got the window in and realized that there was um, <clears throat> an eaves trough in the way, and it was an, an awning window, and it literally had to open, and it only opened six inches, and it, I was like, oh, geez, what do we do? One phone call to Dave. Uh, I mean, it was literally, I, the job was in Barrie. I called him in the morning, come on down. They had the window literally remade for me, same glass, within six hours. And I was back the next day putting that window in the hole, like, like in the window industry for most times, like that's unheard of. They don't that's care. Yeah. Most companies won't care. They've done the same thing for me. Yeah. Most companies don't care where these guys understand the contractor and the installers and know what we need. And they will come through whenever possible to take care of us. Like so. Every time I have an emergency, it's not even an emergency. It's just, it's a situation that needs to be handled, and it's handled, and away we go. What was the maximum turnaround for you guys? Like, well, I mean, we heard, I heard from talking to Joe and Jay, is like, the turnaround on, on a lot of units were insane. We're like talking about 16, 20 weeks insane. But you guys, were you guys handling, like, going through the same problems? We had the same issues with our suppliers. Getting, yeah. getting materials, getting glass, getting parts vinyl. Um, that's why it pushed us to expand as well, because I want to control everything we do. So we manufacture our own glass units. We seal, we have two glass lines, fully automated. So we can turn a, a window in, in half an hour if we yeah. need to, you know? Don't tell anybody that. We, <laughs> we, paint, we paint everything in the house too. So if you need a painted window, it's going to be done at the same time. You know? All right. So back in the 90s, what was the choice of paint? Who was that? What, Sandals? You got wood or nothing. When I started. When I it started, was just wood until prime. Vinyl Not was, even prime. Vinyl was an experimental line that they started. They had, they had maybe like 30 yeah, lines making wood windows. Yeah. And then they started making two lines of vinyl windows. And eventually, within one or two years, they had a full-on line system for vinyl windows. Again, just white, exclusion. though. Anything you wanted, as long as it was white or sandalwood. <laughs> yeah, sandalwood, that's it. Sandalwood. sandalwood. That was it. Or almond, which for some reason Does was the color. Does sandalwood exist today? Today? Still popular up where we are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really would be we, we, we offer over 70 colors. 70 colors? Seven, 70 colors, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And what's, what's the top five colors? Black. Black. Black, 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 black. What's the other black. one? Iron, 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 <laughs> iron ore. Iron ore. Right yeah. What's iron ore? 
It's like a. That's like, like a black. It's like a. It's almost like. <laughs> it's a, a dark, but like it's a, always dark colors. Yeah, it's charcoal it's gray. But remember the earlier days of dark colors. I'm sure you guys had this conversation. You tell clients, yeah, you want dark. It could warp. It could peel. Peel. That it, used yeah. to be the problem. That was the problem back then. Because yeah. even up to ten years ago, if you wanted a black window, good luck for it lasting the more than a couple of years. 35 degrees heat, it would just warp. Not anymore. Not the case now. So everyone is black, iron ore. What other colors? What are the top Com- ones? Commercial brown. brown. Commercial brown, which is like a dark chocolate brown? Uh, it's more of a, like, a like a dark black charcoal brown. brown. Charcoal yeah. brown. Charcoal yeah. brown. Okay, and then what other colors are? You got espresso. You got antique brown. brown. It's like Those are all different shades all of colors. Browns Everything dark. dark colors. It's dark. all dark. Once in a while, you'll have the odd job when they want like still pebble. Pebble, or yeah. even sandalwood, but that's not because nobody does a whole house in sandalwood anymore. If he wants to replace a couple of windows in his house and the rest of the house is sandalwood, he's not yeah. going to put black on two windows. You know, so here's the color match. Here's a question that I haven't asked because we've had a few window people on the show, right? It's just, um, what's the right rule when you're choosing a color for your house? Should it be the garage door match the front door, the front door matches the side door, and then all the windows and the sliding door are all one tone. And then what's the color of the Eastroff and the fascia? Like, you guys walk me you through. You know what? Roofs play a big part of it. Fascias, the eaves, all that will play a part in it. But a lot of times we're matching garage doors to front doors because that's what we do. Yeah. And people want a similar color or the same color for both things because they're right in front of the house. Okay. Um, as far as windows, they usually stand alone on their own color. But because so many people want black, everything goes black. But usually will match or the customer want to match another queue in the house that will have already the color that they want on their doors and windows just so it can kind of carry through so even if it's lights like i said eaves troughs facials whatever like that they want to carry that color through in the roofs as well and they'll actually plan to do everything together so everything kind of comes together the same way you seen the same thing too Jim? um yeah i mean it's well it's like on the other shows you've had they're designing these houses they're designing them to sell them no one's designing them it's true. to have an aesthetic that they personally them. enjoy themselves. It's what's going to make it look expensive so we can get top dollar for it when we flip this in one to five. Custom homes, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then for doors, the other thing I see up in the Collingwood region is the doors just, I've spoken with designers, and there was, there was a trend there for a while where doors are their own, like there's no, like, there's no color palette it, it was just like some I've something our, completely different. Orange doors, purple doors, like red doors, yeah, yellow, yeah. yellow, yeah. <laughs> but people and like crazy, uh, crazy. But that's what they wanted to stand out as the front of the house. Like its center point catches your eye, and that's what you're gonna look at when you walk up to the house. Yeah. What are you gonna say, David? A lot of designers don't realize that when they choose a color from a color swatch, a Benjamin Moore or whatever they like, you're not gonna find the caulking, the soffit, the fascia to match that color. Yeah. So we're trying to keep our colors to a gentex spectrum, yep. which the client can be matching his soffit, fascia, capping, and caulking to. And it's important because designers, architects, again, there's a big disconnect between what should be made and sold and what they have in their mind. So, Any designer ever asked for Chantilly lace for outside? Inside. Well, the house I'm painting now is all Chantilly lace. No way. On the outside? On the inside. Oh. Like, <laughs> I was going to say on the outside? Chantilly lace and... Um, Somebody's going to walk into your showroom right now. They're going to ask you for Chantilly lace windows. Just get me the color sample. We'll make it. 
<laughs> but I don't know if Gentech matches it or Dow. They have makes a similar it. color. They, they, really? They, they have a similar they one? Similar Even color. the caulking? Oh, yeah. What is it? Well, the caulking is harder to get because you got to custom Shant- order oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sh- yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like a cashmere? What is it? Yeah, it's a cashmere. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's a cashmere. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, we have in our showroom a red window. Have you ever seen a red window? I Me? I think looks gorgeous. I haven't even seen it I other than in Snow White, but yeah, sure. I think it looks gorgeous as well, but we had it in the showroom for four years. Throughout all the time, I sold one red window. Now, nevertheless, it's a conversation piece. Every single customer that walks into the showroom. With the right house, it would look nice. The window's the right house. It, red. It's a red and black, so a lot of the clients in Kansas City appreciate that for their chiefs. <laughs> colors you know <laughs> <There> you go. <laughs> <laughs> would they go that far yeah they be, they would go that far huh? americans would oh, yeah. totally go that Absolutely. far for sure they would yeah. and it, it looks amazing it's just you know you need to, to find the right person who's going to appreciate it so how do you guys start when a client like all four of you guys the, how does the conversation start is it mostly these days homeowner or designer it's mostly homeowner right yeah for me it is yeah same, same for me same yeah we've dealt with a few designers but for the most part the, the client's making the decision and then you guys? For us, it's a little bit different because we're the manufacturer. So we deal mostly with trades. So, you know, dealers, contractors, custom builders. A big, big part of our business is from the custom built division homes. And uh, it's mostly they want to find out which options we have. And they're going to talk to their clients and offer what they think is right. So I, I haven't gone through a subdivision lately, but are they still just pumping out white windows? No. No? They're but adding some color? They put sandalwood? They, yeah, but they still put <laughs> the cheapest they can yeah, get they're away pumping with. Out <laughs> cheap contract, as possible, they're pumping yeah. out like builder-grade windows. Like is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, I did, I did windows and doors in a place that they were still building one block down the road, and I replaced a 42-inch, 8-foot-tall door with a transom and a side light and five of the windows because they were just builder grade garb the house wasn't even a year and a half old and i'm already replacing all the i mean and they paid 2.4 for this house oh wow and the front door alone was uh close to 20 grand but so i mean do i get the sense that a lot of windows nowadays don't even last a decade they start falling apart well builder, that, from the builder grade. yeah yeah that's what i mean Easily. but but that's not well, supposed fail to within be the first year to two no. years really horrible yeah. so what's the warranty that you guys have going on what's like what's what makes the difference between you guys and those we offer a transferable lifetime guarantee so it doesn't matter who's living in the house no, the, the warranty is on the windows not on the homeowner it's nothing to do to do with who bought them so makes sense no yeah. it does make sense but it doesn't so does that kind of shoot you guys in the foot where it's like now you don't have a lifetime guaranteed customer like you do because they go to the house and do it again yeah it's true. And, and referrals. And you know what? We make the window good enough so we don't have to worry about warranty. I've never had a single I've never had a single issue with the window fail because of it. Yeah. Same. I mean that's I mean the only time I'm changing out a window is because they want a different aesthetic option or they want it functioning like I, I'm putting one in, we put a nice awning window in. And they're doing everything, but they realized, oh, when we're showering, you can see in. Now they want to change it to a double-hung window just so they can at least let the top come down, let the air vent out, and still retain some privacy while they're in the shower. Is it frosted? It is. Oh, okay. I was about to say, so, if it was clear glass, you'd still I see. I mean, they're paying, the, they're paying the difference. It is what it is. But it's like I've only ever had to change a window because they want a different functioning stuff. I've never had, I've never had a product fail that it needs replacing because of it. 
So am I am I right to say that Toronto is a casement city and out west is more of a double hung city or no? Depends no. which part of Toronto. Okay, true enough. So which part of Toronto are we talking about? So if about? you're gonna go more to the downtown core, they all want this single hung because they want to look at like the old traditional houses. And it also depends whether they're building something modern or not. If it's a modern house, it's all going to go for casement windows and fixed windows, and they want the huge square footage. They want the big panes of glass. But there's limitations when it comes to casement windows, right? You max out or you're not maxed out these days. So you max out. So yeah. yeah, there is, but we can make probably the largest casement. How big are we talking? So we can go three feet by seven feet tall as a one casement window. As a door. Yeah, it's not a window, it's a door. And that's because we use German brand Roto Hardwork standard in every single window so we make. So. You had me at German. <laughs> <laughs> we don't use any The Germans, you know what I mean? The yeah. Germans. They, they know a thing or two about <laughs> manufacturing. Yeah, so casement window, and let's just talk about windows if you want, is a much better window than any sliding type or hung because it's a compression seal. When you close it, it sucks the window into the frame, the sash to the frame. You get a very, very tight seal. All the sliders and hungs have an interlock type seal, so they don't seal as well. But they're a little bit cheaper, A, and B, again, aesthetics, if you have an old home or a you know, a Victorian-style house, you want to have those uh, single, single hung windows. But, yeah. but today we make a casement window that looks like a single hung with simulated dividers in it. So people can get the better efficiency and still have the look. And then the cranks and everything. Yeah. But you still have that ease, right? Yeah. So, but from outside, it looks like a single hung. Three feet by seven feet tall. Yeah. With warranty. And it'll never sag over time? If it's installed Not properly. Not if it's installed properly. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about installation, guys, because there's four installers here, right? So what's, what's, the, what's the most important thing when it comes to installation? This show is brought to you by Payne's Window Manufacturing. Window shopping revolutionized. Seeking top-tier windows? Look no further. Payne's Window Manufacturing is the ultimate choice for custom builders, contractors, and homeowners. Visit www.paynes.com now to experience the pinnacle of quality and customization. Get your instant custom quote today. Elevate excellence with us, plus enjoy nationwide shipping across Canada and the U.S. Number one. Throughout the level. Throw out the level. Literally throw yeah. out the throw level. Throw out the level. Throw it out. Stabila? Yeah. <laughs> My pro, like I've installed. Digital? I installed for years. Level is a guideline. Yeah. You cannot, if you're going to install everything by the level, I can guarantee you're going to have issues. That so you're, you're going to install it true, not level. Like a window or a door, I always window say. Window or door. Like we, we can use the level and tape and you make it, you can get it close, but we need the window to keep the weather out. The door needs to function, and the window needs to function. It needs to keep the weather out, and if that's going to sacrifice level and square, so be it. Listen, you have to. We're working. We're working. Sorry, we're working on a new home right now. Brand new home being built right now. We put a level to the wall, ten feet high ceilings. From top to bottom, it's half half inch. <laughs> so tell me how you put the window in place, level and plumb, and you expect it to sit properly. You okay. can't. So what are you going to do? Throw out the level. It's literally it. We got to make sure everything works properly because the next trade is have to, has to come in and do the work too. Yeah. So we have to work properly to get the window working well, make sure it's going to last, and then from there the next trade takes over. But you're installing that window true, so then even if the trim person comes in, the miters are still going to be tight because it's going with the shape of the window. You're not racking the window. You're installing it true. Yeah. You but can even cheat when you install the window. 
Like you don't even have to a hundred percent true because you have to. T- if you have a huge window, you got to take into account that the weight it will sag down. Mm-hmm. There is a certain amount that's gonna shift. If you're experienced and you know what you're doing, you're gonna cheat the level a little bit. You're gonna take into account what's gonna happen in the future, yeah. and you're gonna cheat. So you're gonna shim on one side one sixteenth of an inch more, and once the trim guy comes in, it's not gonna affect his miter. Like he's gonna put the trim on the jams. He's not even gonna see the one sixteenth of an inch of a difference after he lakes it and paint, latexed it and painted it. It looks exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah, and operates well. Even, yeah. even when I, I do a lot of new construction installs and um, the I've had to tell all the builders that I deal with, like I need an, an, an inch and a half, whatever my RSO is, like what a, sorry, whatever my window frame size is, they used to just give me half an inch, three quarters of an inch extra. I'm like, you got to give me more because all your framers suck. Yeah. You know, the co- I mean, and it starts at the concrete guy who does the foundation and the framers can do what they want. But if the house sits there for an entire uh, rainy season in the fall, and then I start going and installing it, everything's swelled and big. And I have, you know, your windows perfectly leveled and square and an opening that's not leveled and square. And if you've got six, seven windows that need to line up and everything's swollen and their measurements are off. So I'd rather fill it in a little with some plywood or some shims and have a little bit more opening so at least everything can line up and look good. But yeah, it's, um, that's the one thing I found is, uh, is, is, is the openings need to be big enough. Are there, are, is the framing worse nowadays than it was 30 years ago? 100%. Oh, much worse. Really much worse. Uh, eh? Just the wood itself is yeah. crap. I was going to say, even, even when they're framing them, they can make it perfect the day of framing. Everything can be level, square, it can be great. And then by the time they get the sheathing on and this and that, windows get ordered, we're down in there six months later doing it, and everything's shifted and swelled and moved. Something could have happened. It's yeah, but even done last week, we're, ha- we're having the same issue where everything's off. Yeah. And it's because the quality of the wood, what David said, and also the, the actual quality of the, the carpenters nowadays, it's just horrible. So we see some perfect jobs and we see some horrible jobs. The one we're currently at, I, I've taken pictures because so I can't funny, believe what I've seen. Eh? Like the walls are being built on the floor, so you're actually measuring everything the way it should be, and then you're standing up the wall. And this is what I'm just assuming. But the right? wood, the wood, the is wood so is it's so the, the wood is being it's not being kiln dried enough. It's young yeah. young lumber. If you look at the density of say old lumber compared to the new growth lumber mm-hmm. it's got so much less meat to it that when the water gets dried out of it they're not drying it to 14 to 17 they're letting it stay a little more wet so that by the time it gets in the walls and dried off it's twisting it's crooking like it's so, it's so i was born in the ukraine okay it's not a speech impediment i actually have an accent <laughs> <laughs> so listen i'm an immigrant you're an immigrant you're an immigrant yes you're an immigrant no uh, born you're born, you're yeah. a munchie cake. You're an immigrant, right? Yeah, so we're all immigrants. Everybody's an immigrant here. So <laughs> if you go throughout <laughs> Europe, you'll see windows that are three, 400 years old and doors still in, in good shape because that wood was cured, it was dried before anything was made out of it. Today, it's all about money. It's all about profits. They take a, the wood, they put it in the oven, they make a chemical reaction to make it dry. You put it on site, you, you make a house out of it, it's all crooked. So is it all designed to just make it fail, which makes every tradesperson either work harder or not care as much? I don't think it's necessarily make it fail. I think it's just about speed. 
quickly as possible. But as these fast houses as are not. You really believe that these homes are going to be century homes? No, no, they're they never going to. They're going to be no. demolished, right? They won't make thirty years. No. So then you're going to have a house that's going to live its life, maybe what two, three owners on it, and then they'll demolish it to build another building on that same place and start all over again, right? That's not how it is in Ukraine. It's like generations not, past. Not just Ukraine. All of Europe. Every year. It's craftsmen Europe. in Europe. I know. It's different. Craftsmen build homes in Europe. Yeah. Over here, schmucks just get their license or no license and just build. Yeah. It's, it's all about profits now. So. so why don't you guys look at that as well too? Just go with the river. Just go with what everybody's doing. See, a lot of the companies, they live in today. As in the sense of they want to collect the money today deal with the problems down the road. What's the big deal? We're going to declare bankruptcy restart. Our motto, Payne's window, is a little bit different. We live in the future. So we want to lay the foundations today in order to be successful in the future. So I want to make a good product. I know it's going to last. I want my referrals. I want to build a relationship with people like JR and Keystone. I want them to come back. I don't want it to be a two, three-year relationship and then the problem starts and they're going to, or we're going to tell them off or the other way around. I want to make sure those are customers for life. So you want to do that? You're going to make a good product. You see window dealers, some of them are, they just jump boats. Oh, this guy gave me a cheaper price. I'm going to go buy from them. Oh, this guy gave me another Like we're we talking about like $100 cheaper? Like uh, we're getting like No, no. I, I, have a, I have a client Two, three percent cheaper and that's, that's it. it. He's jumping boats. I have a client. No loyalty from whatsoever. Ottawa that was bargaining with me over five bucks on the window because his other supplier was cheaper. I'm like, well, your other supplier- By $5. By five bucks. On the casement window. And I said, well, your other supplier doesn't get you a, a Payne's window. It's going to be a different window. So why are we co- even talking price rather than what you're getting? You know? And guess what? He didn't buy from us because we were $5 more expensive. And that's a dealer. You know? so, so Where's the name Payne's come from? Window Payne's, the glass. Got it. Okay, now I get it. So right. we wanted something that relates to glass because- 90% of the window is glass. Yeah. It's a pain. <laughs> so it's a pain. It's not pain. It's not P-A-I-N. It's no. a pain, yes. But, okay, so I want to go back to how it was back in the day compared to how it was today. Like it's, and then the question becomes, how is it going to be tomorrow? How is it going to be 30 years from now? Well, it's funny. Like yesterday windows, I mean, taking some of those out, I mean, seeing the way they were just nailed in, like the, like the window was put in, a few shims, Stuffed with pink insulation, the brick makes mold, it easy for you to take it the out. Brick mold was holding everything. I love those windows. The, cocky, the caulking minutes. held the window in. The caulking held the window in, and yeah. take the brick of mold off. The window just falls out. Yeah. But everything in there is dry. It's there's no moisture failures. There's no. I mean, you see, you're, you see a fair share of, it, and it's always where doors or windows. It's always where they meet, because even like one window, one 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 unit. Is fine, but when you have multiple units mulled together and they're wood, it's always where those connections are, where they're rotten. That's the weak down point, in yeah. the sill, yeah. So I mean, other yeah, but that comes back down to build, building envelope, yeah, because the water's coming in, sitting on the window, and just penetrating through those weak points. But isn't every window supposed to be designed, manufactured, and installed as if it's full coverage of Mother Nature? Isn't it designed that way and well, installed well, that way? The window's not a wall. No, no, it's not a wall. I'm not saying it's a submarine or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's it's designed to keep Mother Nature out, yeah, right? Yes, so, and then the installation of that window is supposed to be designed to keep Mother Nature out as well, too. We then. walked away from big accounts, big dealers that we had buying windows from us just because their install was so poor and we would get hammered with service calls from their clients 
saying that they have problems with the windows. Well, the, the problem wasn't with the window. The problem was with the way the window was installed. So we simply just told them, you know what? Your installers are not up to our standard. They shouldn't be installing panes windows. Goodbye. Yeah. What are these standards? Standard is to put the window in for it to perform. Like shim it properly, foam it properly, like make sure that the window is operating smoothly. You know? I mean, the one advantage of construction today is the way they're installed because we're using proper shims. Not like new builders, they throw plywood and nails. It's whatever it's on the floor and they just yeah. chop it up into little squares. Like they literally will, on the they'll nail like big, thick, wide chunks of plywood down. Like it's all nailed down and thrown in. But that's yeah. not how you're supposed to install. No, no, no. Because it's a it's a it's a living breathing unit. Everything you can have ten windows in the same house on the same floor, at the same plane, and each one will be installed slightly differently. They're not all the same. Yeah, but the other thing is, we're installing the window on the wood frame, the wood structure on the inside of a house. Yeah, it's not attached on the outside. Besides the caulking, the caulking will move with the brick movement as well because houses move. It's just yeah. the way it is. So Great. it has to be installed properly, and it has to be insulated properly. And it has to be foamed properly so we can get the best performance out of these windows. And some guys don't care. Some guys just cheapest materials, fastest way, get in, get out, get paid. What are we talking about here cost-wise? I'm just trying to figure out. Like, you guys aren't the cheapest, but you're not the most expensive, right? You've got a good product. So, it like, number-wise and then installation, it's the same thing. So what? Okay, you guys are using 12 shims versus someone who wants to do it cut corners and they're using two shims. I've maybe. seen guys that refuse shims. They'll just use four screws. Like cheap and cheerful, get it in. I've worked with just people. screw it in and screw it in, and screw it in, and then hold it in I've, a position. I've worked with guys that'll literally put in because if they're getting paid piecework, it all depends on how they're getting paid. Again, if you're working for a company and you're either a subcontractor, you're getting paid piecework, so you're getting paid to perform. Like it's all about numbers game. So if you take, uh, what are they expecting you to, to install? That how many hours you're supposed to, you're allowed to be making money? Oh, it doesn't matter. It's like you're, you're paid per piece you put in. So the more you do, the more you make. Yeah, so you'd have to finish it, what, in an hour or two to finish an install of a window? Depends, depends on the size on the of the size. windows. Depends, depends on, on the size of the, the window, window, the people, the man, the power, like what's going on. And the company. And the company. I mean, some, some not a single company. I, I've never met an installer at a single window company who works as a sub, as a day, as a la even as a laborer. I've never met a single guy that's happy. They're all just work to the bone. I've watched those guys. They're they're companies. They're not happy. There are companies in Barrie. Um, I won't name them, but I'll tell you off, Mike. But I mean, I you, can. When I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm going to the city, like let's say the odd time, I'm going during a daytime hour, and I'm coming down to pick up, and I'll be going down about eight nine o'clock, and I'll see everybody leaving with me. But I'll be, or if I'm if I'm coming back up or whatever I'm doing, but I'm the same one southbound on the four hundred, and I'm coming. And I'll see them at like 7, 8 o'clock at night. And I'll see those company vans, like my cube van, a genuine two-seater with the milk crate in the middle and the third guy in his booster seat. And they're just driving <laughs> like they're just bug-eyed. You know, and they've been slammed. And if they were to call their company and say, hey, listen, we couldn't get this job done today, you know they're getting reamed out by the sales guy saying, you guys stay there and get it done no matter what. Or you don't have a job in the morning. But that's the stereotype in the industry. Oh, that's like oh, yeah. that's not the stereotype. No, that is standard. that is the common. <laughs> that's the place. norm. That's the norm. Yeah. So that's I what guess. you guys are fighting. Well, I mean, we're not really fighting. We're just doing our own job. We yeah. can't fight those idiots because they're a dime a dozen. Yeah, we're we're harder to find, and people don't want to pay for us. <laughs> people want guys to come in for the cheapest price possible because in their mind they're going to be here for the next five years and they go somewhere else. It's funny how there's been so many times I've had conversations with clients, and that there's a lot of clients that don't even open windows up. Yeah, no. 
like they leave they go right from heating and cooling like right one season to the next and they're had, not even open up the windows so I had, I had one engineer who who did that he's wanted all the windows in his house replaced all with fixed he says i don't fixed. want a single window fixed to windows. open and he's like i don't want the summertime heat i have air conditioning once it gets cold i have heating he says, "Why that the hair hell? is so stale?" And he doesn't. Oh, he, he didn't no. care. He didn't want that. It's not just that. I had a customer like that. All windows were fixed. He only kept one window over the kitchen to open just in case. But he had a very specific ventilation system, air circulation yep. system, and if he with the push a button, it would just circulate the whole air within a couple of minutes in the house. Wow! Every single window was fixed, except one. Makes it a, cheaper. a couple of doors. Uh, not that well. That no, specific house wasn't cheaper. cheap. Mm, sorry? A little bit cheaper, not much. That specific house wasn't cheap because he had like huge pieces of glass. Like they were like 80 by 80, one pane of glass. But um looked gorgeous. And I asked him like, the hell are you doing? Like what, you're not going to open any of the windows? He's like, no. He didn't want just any fresh no. breeze or... I'm an engineer. I designed this whole system. It was approved. Oh, that's what I want. An engineer that knows everything. I'd say 80%, 80% of the people <laughs> I've, I've never met windows one. in for, most people do not cycle the window. They don't open it. Do you guys? Absolutely. Always. I still put the windows open even in the winter. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, my window, I never close them. Yeah. I mean, I'd live, I'd live in an outside tent if I could. Caveman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Listen, I'll have the occasional customer and he'll walk in and they have a window, let's say, a 48 by 48, the one I double casement. And they want it all over the house. And then the wife is arguing with the husband. It's expensive. I'm like, well, are you actually going to open both of the windows? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so you want to tell me you're going to open both of the windows 90 degrees? I'm like, be honest with me. When you open them, what do you crank them about six, seven inches and that's where it stays? The husband is like, yeah. I'm like, well, let's convert one casement, one fix that's going to save you a couple of grand all over the house. Do that. Makes sense. It makes sense. But a lot of the sales guys... Like, I'm a little bit, I'm different. Like I said, I'm looking at tomorrow. I'm not going to sell the customer what he doesn't need. I will give them solutions to his budget, and I will give my recommendations. I'll recommend. It's up to him to decide whether he wants to go down that path or not, but don't try to screw the customer. Yeah. He, if he's happy with the service, you're going to make way more money by getting the referral from him, by getting a repairing business. I had customers that, even the dealer, he wants one window. I won't turn him away. I'll sell him that one window. Make him happy. After two months, he comes back. He buys three house loads, and he brings me more dealers to buy windows for me. And he's like, honestly, you were the only guy that wanted to speak to me when I wanted one window. Nobody never, wants to speak to anybody. Nobody wants to speak to that yeah. guy. But can, can I just say something? From a manufacturing point of view, the way we sell windows. It really doesn't matter if the window opens or it's a fixed window or if it's a casement or a slider or whatever you want, white or black or pink. We work on a set profit margin. We make you guys make Barbie windows? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we make the same margin. doesn't matter what you buy. So it's, no, it's absolutely not in our interest to sell you something you don't need. No, the client comes in, they have what they're looking for yeah. or the trade or the GC or whatever it is, yeah. and then you're selling them what they're looking for. Absolutely. We, we give them the options and guide them to show them what the best money f value for their money would be. Some people just don't know. Like some A lot of people still want what they had. They want a yeah. slider. Yeah. They have a double hung. And I'll explain to them, well, if we went with a casement window, 
you're like again where we live you get the big vista sweeping views and that sort of thing i'll say if we do an awning window i said now you're eliminating that bar in the middle so you're getting a nicer view of stuff and people just don't know those things they don't think about it they're not maybe not given those options do homeowners genuinely care about windows Yes. So, some do. Yeah. 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 That's that we deal with. People I are more educated now, I think. Yeah. Like they shop really around. That's what the internet was, David said earlier on. It's all about education. They educate themselves, not necessarily the right way sometimes, but they do by looking yeah. around and everything. And I think that way is actually better than sometimes even talking to people that don't know what they're talking about. Educate yourselves what you can, learn about the product, and then find out what you like. And then when you bring someone like Jason or I on, to, on site, then we'll do recommendations. Like he's saying, an awning. We'll do awnings. Most houses are designed with your kitchen window where you do your dishes will face your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. You really want something dividing your vision no, there? No, you want an awning. So we'll come in and we'll recommend an awning for that particular Makes a lot of sense. So like, I mean, it, it all depends, but it's about them educating themselves on what they want and then bringing someone in that knows what they're talking about rather than someone just wants to push the product and get out of there and get a good product as well. Yeah, and then just so to touch back on installation, um, there's a few of these um, building science forums I've been watching and I want to get into the whole energy efficiency here. Well, right? not, even, not even that. It's the it's the waterproofing. It's the flashing. And I've and I've made a couple of kind of not nasty comments, but like truthful comments online, where it's great to say like, yeah, when you take out a window, when it's new construction, sure, it's all zip tied, um, pro soco like the seat, like the blue skin, everything's flashed. It's all nice. Everybody would love to have a sloping pan coming in. They're all designed for water and things getting in. Uh, that's that's a great idea. But I mean, even that zip flashing the uh, the stretch tape mm-hmm. that's five hundred bucks a roll, you know. And you're only getting so many feet. And I mean, like, and then but nobody if, wants to pay for that. And no. nobody wants. But again, so that's great on a new construction. But when you have an existing house, like I come to your place, we're doing windows. We take everything out. Everything's dry. Now my blue skinning and sealing all that up, like ten times out of ten, it's always no. Yeah, but the other problem too is during that process, a lot of guys that don't know will actually cover up that air gap that goes around the window the, between the brick and the framing. Yeah, that needs to remain open. Yeah, and guys are just covering it's that a, up. It's an air gap. Guys are covering <laughs> that up with blue skinning, going from the brick to the no, wood. That's, 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 but they're doing it. I've, I've seen, seen it. I've seen guys that'll, which rots the window. I've yeah. seen guys will actually between the brick and the and the framing. They'll they'll foam. Yeah, you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. They'll what guys are doing that. So thing. who's teaching these people? Because nobody. They just see a hole and they fill it. Yeah. So there's no there's no education going on. I had customers when back at the time when I used to install windows. I installed the window. They look at the gap between the brick and the wall and they're like, foam it up. I'm like, no. Foam it up. Yeah, because he sees a gap. That means air is leaking through it. For him. <laughs> they don't understand the science of building. And you, you can't understand. You can't explain it to him. He just doesn't get it. You try, eventually he'll lay off or you just tell him, no, I'm not doing it. Or the best thing that I used to do, I'm like, you know what? I'll firm it up. Can you just sign here that you waived the right and I told you? They're like, what do you mean? I'm Well, there's a failure coming. I'm like, if it's going to fail, you sign here, you acknowledged it. And all of a sudden, a light bulb kind of turns on and he's like, no, I'm not going to sign this. I'm like, then I'm not doing this. And that's one of the bad things about the internet. Everybody become an engineer. Yeah. The the Google doctors, you know, if you have a <laughs> if something hurts, you go on Google and diagnose yourself. So I now know. everybody that buying Windows go online and they think that they know better than the installer or the company that recommends something, and they'll actually fight you on that because they think that you are trying to actually lie to them. 
I think the hardest thing sometimes is when they have multiple people coming in for quotes. They're getting multiple yeah. pieces of information. Information. And then you can, like for me, I go in, I get frustrated with those people because they've heard two different stories or the same story from two other guys that just really want to get the job and get out of there for cheap as possible. And then we have to deal with the fact that they told them things that are really incorrect. And then you have to fix it. And you say, no, this is what it's supposed to be. Look it up. Google it. Look it up. Well, I mean, Google is good in some cases and bad in other cases. Or they'll just blatantly the lie. Eh? Or they'll just lie. Or they'll just lie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. We'll have it in four to... Because, again, we'll have it in four to six weeks. That's the biggest lie. Just to get a sale. Four to, because as soon as you have the signature on a contract and a deposit, and a deposit. Check, somewhere in the fine print, it doesn't even have to be in the fine print. Oh, COVID, oh, delays, manufacturing, boom. Yeah, six but during COVID, you were telling people you're going to get your windows in four to six, four to six just months, to get that and they would signature. have a heart attack. Yeah. They say, oh, I some guy promised you four weeks. I said, all right, good luck. Yeah, and they'll go with that guy and sign it. And Has everything leveled off now? Are we kind of okay? Everything's fine? It's a, a much more stable supply chain mm-hmm. from every aspect. And, you know, during COVID, it wasn't even so much about the materials coming in, like the glass, the vinyl, whatever. It was the people. People didn't want to show up to work. Yeah. We couldn't pay people to come in and work their shift. Because why? They, they, was, they were getting the money from the government to sit at home. Why would they? You but know? you guys were still on the job site delivering and installing, Trying. right? Trying to, right? Wherever you can't, can. Can't install what you can't get. Yeah. That's true. Too, and and so. that's what caused the chain reaction in every single industry from our suppliers. They had to go through the same thing. They couldn't get people to come to work. That's why the delays in the supply started. Or one person at the factory would come in with COVID-like symptoms. Yeah. The factory shut, shut down for two, for, for what yeah. is it? A, a two, two weeks at that time, yeah. We had to keep logs. We had to make sure that everything is sterile. Like we, we did everything possible for our people to show up to a safe workplace and to actually show up to work. You know? Well, that's a good point. But Phil, you can walk us through. You want to walk us through the manufacturing process? David would be better than David. David would be better on that? Okay, then David, you okay. do it. What do you need to know? Like, I'm a customer. I, I walk in there. Yes. I need a window. Okay. I'm at the right place. Yes. Where does it begin? It begins from... Uh, size and color. Size, color, Style, options. options. And energy efficiency. The glass. And then how good is the glass? Depends what you choose. And what... What are the options on the table? There is a lot of options. So it depends what you want to achieve out of the window. If you want to get the heat into the house solar heat gain so you know you can get that is the triple worth it absolutely 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 for sound right no no sound is not going to be a big difference what's it what's the benefit energy efficiency so on a double pane glass you can only achieve one of the two you can either block the heat or you can bring the heat in okay the low glass itself the low emissivity glass that you put in in the window panes is a heat reflective glass so that's what well it works only with heat the gas you put in between the argon or the krypton is what blocks the cold transfer so on a triple pane you can go with two two layers of low glass so now you can block the heat from entering the house and you can also retain the heat from escaping in the house mm-hmm. you the candle is the only place that has an er value with energy star which is energy rating which is the overall re- energy rating of the window in the u.s they don't have that they only have a u factor or u value which is the most of the glass how much heat comes through the glass okay? yeah how much energy transfer through the glass so with the er value there is a rebate going on now that saying if you're going to get er 34 windows you're going to get 175 dollars back per window 
if you get ER40 or higher windows, you're going to get 325 per window opening back. Okay, on an ER34 window, to get to that rating, you have to bring all the heat through the house, into the house from the outside, because it's a solar heat gain that yes. makes the b uh, higher ER value. Which reduces your consumption of fuel heat. Yeah, but people don't realize that heating the house is much cheaper than cooling it in, in the summer, because yes. gas is way cheaper than the electricity. Electricity, right? yes. But... Uh, the, tri the triple pane will give you the ER40+, plus, but it's also going to bring the U-value very low, which is good. It gives you the perfect balance between heat transfer and heat blockage. Okay, retaining and allowing the heat. Um, if it would be my house, I would definitely invest. And you know what? The reality is, if you deal with a reputable company, the upcharge is not even that big. It's, no, it's, it's not it's, at it's, that it's, point, right? It's marginal. Like, it's... Between double and triple pain, you'll be paying 15%, not 50% on the house. You know, like it's. But it was interesting back a few years ago, um, that was one of the selling features some companies were doing during 03 upgrade to triple, but it wasn't a true triple. What was it? Well, because most triple panes, what, seven eighths? Or is mo most double is seven eighths, three quarters, seven, seven eighths. eighths. And a good triple, proper triple is inch and three eighths. Yes. Right? And they were basically doing, oh, free upgrade to triple, but they were putting three-pane glass in a double-pane window. They were yes. laminating two together. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 Argon, so that's not a triple. That's it is, technically. It is, but okay. it didn't it's have the same performance as a true yeah. triple inch and three-eighths thick. So Argon, the gas, works best in a half-inch space. Okay. Okay? So if you have a triple-pane unit... You have each glass, let's say, three mil, which is one-eighth of an inch, mm -hmm. okay? And each chamber in between is going to be half-inch of argon. That's the optimal. Inch and three-eighths overall on triple pane. On a double pane, you have seven-eighths overall, so you get a five-eighths chamber of argon, which is still good. But when you get to a quarter-inch or three-sixteenths of a gas inside the unit... Doesn't do anything. Actually, you're, you're, I think you're doing worse than... Going triple, then just bang double pain. There's a science behind the reasoning of those spaces. And I would us. lose job. I would lose quotes and jobs because people were saying to me, again, consumers, like, and they just don't know. And I tried to explain, like, it's not triple. It is triple, but it's not the performance of triple. It's three layers of glass, but they don't do any, any good. Yeah, and people because a lot of these window companies couldn't accommodate the one and three eighths. That's yeah. why they were selling it the way they were, yeah. because they would put through triple it, paint, it, they call it triple paint, into... It, it was so it goes back to Google it misinformation. Was a sales right? gimmick, yeah. just to get but People it. don't know that. Yeah. But they do know that because they Googled it. They thought they knew what they yes, were doing. Yes, that's but what I mean. I mean, again, you bring Jason Ryan and he explained that to them. They're like, what are you talking about? Well, it's not what it says here. And w we try to educate our, our clients. So if you go to our website, you can actually see a blog of that talks about the benefits of going double or triple pane and how it should be done. Okay, so people can get educated, they can read about it and make the right decision. Like very few websites, window websites, will actually put any education material on there for their clients because you know it's mostly face-to-face you know, -face sell. Yeah. sales so is it like just because there's so many bad options out there that the customers are just fed up with the negative side of the industry it's hard to find people who like i, I like that you phil i honestly like that you said you think about tomorrow but it doesn't sound like the majority of the industry thinks about tomorrow 
They well, don't, right? They don't. And you guys, as installers, you guys think about tomorrow as well, right? I think so most you most com- most window com- like most big people that are selling windows, they're not manufacturing. They're 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 they're, they're like they have a sales team, they have an install team. Goes back to what Dave was saying about the, it was just yeah. about the numbers, the yeah, disconnect between manufacturing and they're, sales, they're right? They're just a dealer for a number of different products, and they're always just they're just concerned about the now, yeah. right? Like they're the sales the guys. Line. The sales guys don't install. The install guys don't sell. So you've got a sales guy that goes out. He just hammers, hammers, just wants to sell, fancy. Fancy clothes, fancy car, sell, 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 makes promises he can't keep. Windows will be four to six weeks. Do everything possible. Maybe just... I've never seen a window salesperson, fancy clothes and fancy car. Oh, you come up oh, to where no. we are. That's all there is. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Money trucks. Like, you know... Not night. How about the big companies? Ah. The big companies. Not the small guys. Not yeah. the good. The big uh, like, I mean, I show up in my Q van with my work clothes, take a, you know... I mean, I'm the guy showing up to do the to do the sale and the install. So, I mean, you're getting what you're getting. So as a business, because you guys are supplier and you guys are installer, do you fight this battle or do you try to educate the client? Or if they're setting their ways, they're just setting their ways, right? Like like that, I'm still dumbfounded about the $5 difference. Like it if they're setting their ways, they're setting their ways. Not every client is your client. Yeah. Yes. And people have to realize that. You sometimes just walk away. You know? The energy you're going to invest educating an idiot can be better used bless you <laughs> can, can, can be better used actually doing something significant for your company and yourself yes or, or your other clients okay so but fighting over margins like we, we work on a set margin we will not come down you can fight with me as much as you want but in order for me to give you a good product use good components and give you a, an after service a warranty i gotta have resources yeah and those resources have to come from ourselves. Like it's, we, we charge for the after service. And if somebody doesn't realize that, every company does that. Okay? Yeah, but your after service, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, it's not really about after service as much as it's just about maintaining customer service. No, after service, if you have a problem with the window, yeah, any problem, you have a lifetime warranty on it. Yeah. So we will come out, we will inspect it. That costs money. Mm-hmm. Okay. We will change the parts, or we'll give you the parts. Depends where you are. If you if you're a dealer somewhere, you know, in uh, Edmonton or in uh, Winnipeg, we'll st- we'll ship you the parts for free. Just go and do the service, and we'll actually pay for the service if you bill us for it. If it was our fault. See, I like companies like that. That makes sense to me. Okay, so we need to have resources to be able to do that. So we we work on a set profit margin, and it's a fair margin. We're not overcharging. We're not cheap. We're not expensive. But we're growing, and that means that we're doing something. The whole point of a company is to be profitable, and you need to be profitable. It's not a hobby, it's a business. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not doing it just to make everyone feel No, everybody's like that. Yeah, I get it. But I think COVID, one of the, I hate to use this phrase, but one of the benefits of the COVID um, situation was that what came out of it was it showed, especially in the construction world, Customers are now realizing that the cards are not all stacked in their favor. No. Now they're learning how to live with things like, no, you can't have it. I don't care about your deadlines. I mean, I can't control what David produces. David cannot produce, David cannot control his manufacturing suppliers. And if one little hinge doesn't come in for a window because 
something is stuck somewhere that holds uh, you know it's a, it's a stack it's a it's, it's a stack uh, what do you call it a domino effect it falls down house so, of cards house of cards yeah <laughs> so with 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 customers now i mean well you know I, I see it still now oh we need we have an urgent situation well it sucks to be you you get to wait with everyone else okay i gotta go back to my two questions because they haven't been fully answered by you guys so one is installation you started off by saying throw the level out yep. that's as far as we got and the second one is manufacturing the process like yep. you got as far as me choosing color and style the window i didn't yeah. go any further than that so <laughs> which are we gonna well let's make the product first and then let's install the product so how you guys handle all that everyone just jump in okay so Manufacturing, it's the way we work. I chose casement black. Okay. So, Chantilly lace inside. <laughs> so, we're completely digital, and meaning that we have a software that the product is going to be punched into to give a customer a quote. When that quote is approved, or Joe or Jason can go and onto our software, punch in their quote, press one button, goes into production. Oh, you guys can do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. We have access. We can see when everything is I can where it is in production. I so literally can write it all up. I can get it approved. Submit production. It'll it's, give me an. It's not like they gave us a website. Your website's right? not like Wikipedia or something like that. They could just put false information on there. No, nope. no, they can't. Right. <laughs> all right. Just, just check it. So out. we have clients. <laughs> we have clients from all over Canada and the U.S. and we ship everywhere, coast to coast, Canada, U.S. Like every How state. How do you do that? Very simple. Are you like racing with the Amazon guys? What's going that, on? That's exactly what the idea behind our business is. <laughs> really? We, we are the Amazon of business, but it's directly from the source. So if you are in nowhere United States or nowhere Canada, where you have no, don't have the same selection of, prod, of uh, the product range like the big city does, like Toronto. I mean, in Toronto, you can walk to any place and can get the best deal on everything because mm -hmm. there is a lot of competition. But if you are somewhere rural, you, you have the lumber yards, pretty much. And people who have no selection, no choice of product, and those places overcharge big time. Because they know they have no competition. Because they can. So yeah. now my cl our clients go online onto paints.com, punch in the sizes, and it's open to everybody. You know? Get the window ordered online and get it right to their doorstep. doesn't matter if it's one window or 100. Okay? And it's been growing, and we've been developing this more and more and it's a big part of our business tell me about how it's wrapped because i remember joe telling me how Love it's it. wrapped and now how are your products wrapped compared wrapped to and tape not just wrapped wrap tape cardboard everything so like a present yeah so it takes takes the same amount of time to wrap a, a, a window than assemble it you know so we put if the window is painted we're going to put protective tape on it to protect the paint we're going to put cardboard on all four sides shrink wrap it there is a, a an inspection sticker on it that somebody actually physically inspected every step of the window and uh, then when we ship it if if they they're being picked up like joe and jason they'll come and pick it up in their truck and we'll give it to them if we ship it to let's say somewhere it's going to go on a special skid or a crate that we build in the house and it's going to be delivered to their home with a truck with a, with a lift gate and it's going to lo be lowered onto their property so and it's 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 a big part of our business, like, yeah. But it's an assembly line. You've designed every single step of it to get to from designing it to ordering it to getting it on site, and now that gets us back to the install. But but coming from other companies I've dealt with, I've gone to pick up product, painted, non-painted, literally. He's got to take a smoke break. No, oh. oh, you got to use bathroom. He's going to do a bathroom and okay. a smoke yeah. break, so we can take a little break. This show is brought to you by Payne's Window Manufacturing. Window shopping revolutionized. Seeking top-tier windows? Look no further. 
Payne's Window Manufacturing is the ultimate choice for custom builders, contractors, and homeowners. Visit www.paynes.com now to experience the pinnacle of quality and customization. Get your instant custom quote today. Elevate excellence with us, plus enjoy nationwide shipping across Canada and the U.S. Everybody back. Everyone took yeah. care of everything. Everything's all good. We're ready to rock and roll. I totally forgot. Do you remember what we last talked about? We were you know? talking about how we were shipping windows and moving stuff, and I was just going to, I just wanted to say that. Um, how do you remember what we were talking about? That's my job. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down because I've had, because I. Fired, I, Manny. I, all I, right. I install product for other um, contractors who purchase windows from other manufacturers, and I'm their go-to guy for installations. Uh, but I've gone to pick up product from different other manufacturers and just bare. Like there's absolutely no, even with a brick mold, brick mold and with a nailing flange. And they're just literally sliding them on the floor. There's no blocking. That's underneath. what we were talking about, wrapping them and protecting yeah. them. But even before that, no blocking. No, nothing. I was surprised that you guys can go online to put the order in for the product, right? Yeah. So once you guys familiarize with yourselves... You have experienced installers like these guys. They know your product. They can go online and go through the whole process, and they only reach out to you when they want to have a coffee or something like that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Jason and Joe, they have a an account set up with Pains, which is their account. They can go and quote jobs and you know place orders, whatever. Uh, but anyone who is looking for Windows can go onto our website, Pains.com, and do the same as they can do. Okay, so you can scroll down through all styles, all designs, all colors. Put the sizing in, all the options, and all the options. And if you're not sure how to do it, there is live live uh, tech support chat on the website, or you can just email us the measurements. We'll do it for you. But our online pricing is a contract rate. It's not a retail price. We understand that most homeowners will not buy our windows on their own because you know it's a specialty product. It's a service. But you also need an experienced installer exactly. to handle it. So if, if, if there is a contractor or an installer, again, somewhere in uh, Winnipeg, again, for as, as an example, and he wants Payne's Windows, he has the same access as any local Toronto person to go and get the windows. How are you guys able to ship it all across Canada, all across the U.S.? Like, you guys it, you guys are here, so you could... But then you're up north, right, Jason? So They will either deliver to me with their own personal vehicles because I'm close enough. Yeah. Or I'll just... Usually I schedule some time and I'll come down and pick up. Because I'm never just picking up one order. Yeah. I'll come down and pick up multiple orders. And if the order is big enough, or if I have enough volume, then we'll just contract it out to an expedited service that'll grab a bigger truck and fill it up and make all the stops for me and come up and their went order will be on it. Okay, so back to you guys. How did you guys figure out how to ship it all across Canada? It was challenging, but... Um, and in the U.S.? Well, and again, 40 to 50% of our business today is U.S. It, it goes somewhere in the U.S. We're in every single state in the U.S. Like our windows, you can see them everywhere. Hawaii? Uh Hawaii, we, de we declined. We had clients. We really? Declined. We declined. The shipping was just too expensive. To yeah, Hawaii. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Puerto Rico as well. You know? uh, Seriously? But you can see our windows in uh, Guyana. You can see our windows in Bermuda. Uh, but Guyana is not part of the U.S. No, but people people <laughs> shipped their on, their on their own to Florida and then loaded them up 
on the vessel to go somewhere else. Can you get the windows to the Azores? To where? To the Azores, Portugal. Yeah, but I think that uh, the style of the windows is true. You know what, though? They'll want red ones there. (laughs) I guarantee you they will want red ones there. Red and green. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Whatever they want, as long as they're paying. With gold hardware. (laughs) They can get whatever they want. So So you guys figured that out. You figured out how to do that. We we have to figure out a way that the windows will arrive safely. Okay? And, uh, again, you partner up with uh, good reliable shippers, shipping companies, mm-hmm. good carriers, and you work with them. And, you know, we, we do a lot of shipping, so they take a pretty good care of us. And our shipping rate, we charge for shipping. We don't, sh- we don't ship for free, obviously. Of course. It's not part but of But every market. manufacturer charges for shipping. Absolutely. So, some yeah. Of the, some well, of the other companies have their own in-house shipping, but yeah. it's a nightmare because, yeah. again, again, with COVID and it, now pre like after COVID, like the post, like nowadays... Half of them don't show up. They don't want to work anymore. It's okay. I want to get back to get rid of the level. So, no, the, the window's been finished. So, we went through the whole digital process. And I love off mic that you were telling me about virtual. That We'll get into that world. But let's first install the product. So, you guys all jump in as well, too. So, first thing you do is get rid of the level. Well, that was just a An expression. Phrase, yes, an expression. totally. A level, like I started saying, it's a guideline. You should use the level as a guideline but do you it's all coming down to experience mm. like i've seen framers install windows and i came afterwards and i'm like what's going on here they're like what it's all leveled i'm like but none of the windows open i'm like so what if it's leveled and uh i had customers as back at the time when i used to install windows a customer ordered himself a really high-end windows, like to the point where every window cost him eight to nine grand, and that was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm not going to mention names, but wow. beautiful product, That's amazing. Very expensive, okay. And he goes to me, it's all level, it's shimmed, it's plumbed, but it doesn't open properly, it doesn't yep. operate properly, it rubs, it gets stuck. I'm like... Well, how do you install it? And he goes to me, I use the level. Like, look, it's perfect. I literally grab a mullet. I banged a couple of corners. It went a little bit off plumb. I shimmed another corner. I go to him, try it now. Smooth, like butter. Nothing rubs, everything opens. I'm like, put a level to it. He's like, everything is off. I'm like, but it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a charm. He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I paid eight grand for this window. I'm like, it's not everything about level. It's experience, it's knowledge, it's knowing the product, it's knowing how to anticipate what's going to happen to this product down the road. And really, it's all coming down to experience. And unfortunately, especially for new constructions, when framers install the windows, they literally go by the level. And But they live by the level. You know, well, I disagree in some cases. Sorry, yeah. Some of them don't even care about the level. They just put it in, put it in place, and they just throw nails, three-inch nails with their guns, and they don't care about anything I've seen else. that as well. That too. Yeah. Like the I, depends. Will, I can see that the rough opening is not level in the first place. And yeah. all the guy did, he put a couple of half-inch cubes, threw the window on it, nothing is shimmed, and just nailed it. Like, I can see the rough opening is so off-level. The, the, the little square pads, that's not the way you install a window. Fuck no. It's shims. Right, like how many shims cedar shims? Cedar shims. So cedar how many? Shims. Not the cedar. plastic ones. Cedar shims. Cedar shims. And you have to put them at every joint. So it's a, a three-panel window. 
you have to have it supported under those those little divisions. It has to be supported. It's a structural well. component at that yeah. time, right? You you need to support that window properly. You should also screw through the shim. Yes. Through the shim. Well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's it's funny. Like most times when the framers are putting the windows in, whoever it is, the laborers, they don't know they're doing it until the day the windows show up. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, put those You're windows installing in. windows. So that's why they don't care. And I but who's, who's that? Is that the homeowner asking for that? Or is that the GC well, the, asking? The GC, the GC. Usually it's the builder who's building. And then everyone throws it in. I can't tell you how many. Like I've been. I have been asked to go in. And I've quoted the jobs. And they're like, you're an idiot. Get out of here. You're not paying your prices. And I was like, right. Have fun with those boys. But then I'll get those phone calls afterwards going, the windows aren't working. And they ask me to come in after the siding is done, all the caulking is done, all the painting is done, everything's trimmed and perfect. And I'm like, we have to pop all the trims off, take everything apart, cut the foam back, because this needs to be shimmed, that needs to be done, all the reveals are off, the casements aren't opening, everything's rubbing. So do you say who's the idiot now? Oh yeah, all the time. Nowadays, so I won't even touch it, but I will explain that. And I mean, it, it's as simple as installing a window, but it's as difficult as it installing a window. Because again, it, David? With, the ex- with, with the experience and the knowledge, if you don't know what you're doing and what to look for, it can be very frustrating. So yeah. we sold a house package, a custom new home construction package last week. It was supposed to be installed by the client. The client, the client has declined the option for install. He said it's way too expensive because we don't use, you know, Framers, we use... So I already know where this is going, right? Window installers. So we loaded up the windows. The windows are massive size. I mean, some one window was 192, which is 16 feet wide by 9 feet tall, 108. One window divided into multiple sections. Is that the one I saw that day when oh, I came down? Yeah. When I had that window? I remember that. Yeah, it's Casement? Hu- uh, fixed. It's huge. It's heavy. It's uh, And they're going to install that? So the, the, the GC said, we don't pay for install. Our framers will take care of it. We... We delivered the product. They couldn't even pull the windows out of the truck. I have yet to meet a framer that installs windows. You guys know tons all these. Of them. All of them. Really? Tons? tons? Every, every framer. Yeah. Every Not framer. all the framers Listen, I've spoken we had to, they job. stick to framing. We had a job a couple of years ago. We quoted the installation for the customer, completely separate of everything else. We weren't supplying the windows. They were supplying the windows we were going to install. I think it was like 3300 bucks that we had quoted for the installation. It was a 6,000 square foot house. That was actually cheap. Yeah. The So... The contractor already had the deal for everything. So the homeowner had to go to the contractor and say, can you approve this? And the guy said, no, it's not another thing. The frame will do it for a thousand bucks. The finished <laughs> carpenter had to take every single window out and reinstall it again because nothing was plumb, nothing was square, and nothing was opening. <laughs> yeah. It was all off. These guys literally went blocks, like we were talking earlier, and installed it with nails, three-inch spikes, and that was it. So they're charging 4000 but your price would have been... Our s- price was, was 3300 plus tax. And then their, their price, price was a thousand bucks. And the guy said, "Nope, it's not in the budget." How do you do a window? Like the framer did it. Yeah. The framers did it. It's just an extra day for them. They just throw in all the windows and and that's coming done. mostly from GCs or from homeowners. GCs. 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 I see it. Uh, last year, I saw it so often where I, I would get either a supply and install, or we've got the product. Can you come and install it? And especially the other thing too, with difference between double pane and triple pane. Triple pane adds a significant weight class. You know, now you're going from lightweight to heavyweight. Yeah. And guys are still putting in very heavy windows with telehandlers and straps and minimal guys and scaffolding and just just praying that it works out. 
I've gone to the point where I've got my uh, my small like a crane license uh, to get the surf so I can rent cranes that we can lift the windows out with suction cups with devices. I mean, some of the ins- some of the installs I'm doing just the equipment rental to put the windows in and is, is, is it's five to six thousand bucks. Just for the equipment. But you rental. needed to do it properly. But that is a safety thing because yeah. if you have, I don't have a team of men. When you're at the factory and they're loading up the windows into the truck, they've got teams of the people that work there to load the trucks up. When you get to the job sites and a, a lot of the bigger companies, they'll have a lot of laborers on site that they can, all it takes is one guy to sprain his ankle for that domino effect, for that window to fall, for something to happen. One death is all it takes, and then investigations central with the WSIB. So, or what's wrong with these GCs that they're t- money? Uh, it's not even the GC. It's uh, you know, if if it's a homeowner building for himself, they don't want to ha- spend the money, and he hired the GC. The homeowner, the GC tells him, okay, this is how much the windows are gonna cost. Okay, the homeowner expects that's the cost, and that's it. So now they have to start saving somewhere, and usually it's on labor. So, and then the call in a panic last minute and Phil has to go out of his way to arrange for a qualified installer team to go and bail them out last second because the windows have to go in today. They have to. There's no yeah. other option. And Phil went through this last week and got them a crew for Saturday, which usually Saturdays is a no-no, you know. They came in, four guys installed all the windows in one day. Your crew. No, not our crew. One no, the a crew. Work with. Okay, yeah. We, we have a lot of contractors we work with and people that we, but we proper trust. installers, yeah. Yeah. not framers slash installers. Exactly. Window people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And but window people that charge. Yeah. Well, they charge for a service that they're delivering. That's right. But the price difference between a qualified guy that does windows for a living and a framer, we're not talking about double. It will go all the way to triple or quadruple. Yeah. Because a framer right now will throw a window in from 50 to 75 bucks an opening. And that doesn't seem right. No, but to them, and to them, that's a huge pay increase for what they're making 35 bucks an hour. The problem is that a lot of the time the house owner will say, when he started building to the framing crew, oh, I have 50 windows coming in. They're like, okay, fine, 75 bucks an opening. We'll plug it in, two grand, it's done. But then when the windows show up, and they see the they see the size, they see the complexity. Size. But how do they not know? How do they not see the size in the opening? Because they just finished framing the size in the opening. But, but this is it. This is the the experience and all those things. They don't have that. They don't have that future. They, like those chess moves. They're not ahead of the game. They're not thinking about. Okay, what's things. an average window? Sorry, Joe, you were gonna say something. No, go ahead. No, so what's it? What's an average size window in a home? Average size, like like a four feet ex- wide. Doesn't doesn't no, no, I'm just anymore. I'm trying to get a, an average, like a medium, like a four foot wide by maybe five foot high. Well, no, three nowadays, foot. Nowadays, they're average. bigger than ever. So if it's new home construction, the windows are huge. People want maximum glass, so you know they can go six by six for window. So opening. you need a two person job to install it. Minimum, minimum, minimum. 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 And then how long does it on average take to properly install that window? Depends on what you want done. Depends on what they want to pay for. If you want a blue skin a window. Then you have to prime it first. Some guys don't even prime. Yeah. And then you put your blue skin. You have to wait for it to dry to get tacky. Then you put your blue skin. How long have you done that for already? That's at least half an hour already. Yeah. And then after that is when you can bring your window and start installing. You put your shims down, start putting it in. You're talking an hour for a window. 
easily. And that's going fast. more than an hour, no? Eh, roughly an hour and it depends what you're doing. Depends how big the window so is. Two hours. So of say your time. three feet by six feet. Okay, yeah. It's gonna be about an hour. Is it a first floor? Is it a second floor? There a you third go. floor? Yeah. If it's a third floor window that's massive, now you gotta take out operators, you gotta take things out, you gotta somehow. I'm just saying install, not there. even taking a window yeah, out. I'm just like saying just a, so the, the opening it. is there, you're gonna put the window but in. The, so the process from yeah. start to finish, you go there and you see an opening, you put the skin, you install the window, you finish it, you crank it to make sure it opens properly, everything's fine. What are we talking about? Two hours, two and a half hours? If you're removing and everything, yeah, let's say yeah. two, two. On and a half the first hours. floor. Sorry, on yeah. the first floor. And say, then if it's let's on say two hours. If it's on the second okay, or third now, floor, now yeah. figure out what it's going to cost you to do that with your employees. Well, you, what they get paid per hour, yes. what the materials worth, what your time's worth for and yourself. The one, and the one thing that, as somebody that does new construction, is that I always add in is there's literally a day of just like arriving on site, unloading the windows, sorting them out, figuring out where they go, unpacking everything, all that whole scenario. There's like a day, literally a good solid day, and we have to take care of the waste if they don't have a dumpster on site. And just organizing, because sometimes the windows maybe not are labeled as well as they should be, and even just carrying them from off the truck. Do they come off the truck or do they go into the garage or are they off the truck from there into a staging area or do they have to put in their places respectively? So none of this the framers are thinking about. Well, we had a job recently where we actually had to go in and check the openings to the RSOs on the drawings to make sure everything was correct. and. I say, let's say I think it was 40 openings. About yeah. 20 of them were not done correctly. And we have to actually tell that these are all deficient windows. You have to bring your framers back to fix all these openings that's before we can number even start. One thing that was one day on its own, checking every yeah. opening, comparing all the window sizes, and then looking at the sizes on the paperwork, and then looking at the drawings and figuring so everything measured? out. We, GC? Uh, the, the GC? Uh, there's not even GC on that. That particular job had no GC. The homeowner oh, was right. doing everything themselves. And they were relying on their, on their framer. And the framer completely screwed the pooch on that one. And that's where Joe and I differ from most other companies because most other companies will send out their installation crew who don't do any of that. They just blindly just start working and getting and it's not until they're trying to put the window in the hole they're going, hey, this doesn't fit. Where Joe and I at this point now will be like before anything, before a single tool gets off the truck, the first thing we're doing is checking set of plans, making sure the windows match what's on the paper and the paperwork RSOs match what's out there. I want the window order and I want the RSOs. I want the architectural drawing so I can go through everything myself and see what's there yeah. and then compare notes. People don't realize that windows and doors are the only building materials in the entire house that touch the inside and outside of your home. Nothing else does. It's true. If it's not installed properly or if it's a poor quality product, the whole envelope of your building is going to be affected and more often than not people choose to cheap out or to save money on windows and doors because to them a window is a window who cares you know yeah but they're going to spend the money on the nice kitchen on the nice bathrooms on the nice flooring because that's what they see every day and they use but windows is secondary to them but they look out the window but, the and, the until but they don't see the actual structure of the window they just look out the clear glass the until they have to change them and then they're, they're very sorry because the windows are very expensive yeah. so two three five years down the road new house is changing windows and going through 40 to 60 thousand dollars expense could have been avoided in the first place for a fraction of that cost see okay but it's funny that you guys just finished going through that whole process of from the time the window arrives on site before it before gets installed. Before it even arrives yeah. on site. You, you guys are already doing all that double, triple, quadruple check-in, right? Even oh. if it's a wintertime site, 
you get there in the winter time and you've got this you've you, you've given them a price for it we price this in like so early fall oh or, or early spring we're doing it in the late fall next thing you know now we're doing a november december install next thing you know we need to contend with well every window Weather. opening on the inside has got a layer of ice ply, plywood it's got it's all covered up so now we have to take off this sheathing cut back plastic tie par like that's fine yeah. but that takes there's a day in the whole house there's a day's worth of work just doing that. Who's who's looking after those things? We okay, are. but we haven't even finished the manufacturing I know. process. <laughs> 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 you guys keep on skipping steps. I want to try to figure out. I think we got as far as me putting the order in. Okay. No, no, no. We <laughs> get, we, we're shipping. We, we shipped, shipped it right. We we shipped shipped it. No, but we, did we. But you guys have your own paint booth. Like there's a yes. whole process, yeah. and so I haven't even talked about that stuff yet. So the glass and yeah, all that stuff, right? You should see the glass situation. It was. It was the the. As we've spoken about on the show, and you've spoken about it, the problem with glass, cardinal glass, getting yeah, glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I first laid my hand, laid my eyes on their glass manufacturing facility, and then can they, I get a tour of your facility? And then they, and then I, they get, I love it. plant tours, man. Seriously, it's incredible. Is there booze? Oh yeah, we'll find for you. Okay, it's, it's incredible. As long, I'll bring my safety goggles and my own hard hat. That's okay. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> and sandals. <laughs> and sandals. Not sandals. Crocs. Steel Crocs. <laughs> so hang on a sec. So we we going through the whole manufacturing process, right? Yes. We haven't even finished that yet. Yeah. So so once the order is placed, yes, we batch the order with a bunch of other orders because we manufacture batches. We don't make per order. Efficiency. Efficiency. So cutting efficiency, you know, glass manufacturing efficiency, like painting. Once you batch the order, it's automatically gets distributed to every department digitally with cut sheets. So every window gets scanned by a computer and the machines are all CNC. They would make all the work. You just have to load and load the windows, basically, as a, as a person. Mm. So the entire process is fully automated. And if actually there is a video on, uh, I believe, YouTube, uh, we just did of the entire process just to show how it's made. Okay. And uh, yeah, so there are steps. We always manufacture the window for somebody. We don't manufacture spec windows. So if you come and you buy windows from Paints, it's going to have your name on it. Like it's, it's made custom for you, for your specs. Yeah. So that window travels through probably 16 different sta stages before completion. So from cutting to punching to automated welding, fusion welding, uh, corner CNC cleaning, then uh, assembly, hardware, uh, glass cutting, glass sealing. Uh, Testing? Te uh, well, inspection. inspection. Inspection, right? Okay. And th there is, a, as a, I previously said, there's somebody always signs for inspection. So we know exactly that it was. Do you ever sign, inspection. Phil, or you don't sign? No. no. You don't autograph them anymore? Anything. No. We don't do you, do we you don't guys autograph them before you install them? <laughs> no, you don't autograph them. I did. You did, yeah. I did. There is a couple of windows. Put with a little signature the there. Yeah. Okay, all right. With my mark on it. <laughs> the idea was one day I'll see it again. <laughs> and another thing is our client, like Jason and Joe, can go into their account at any point and see which stage of production their products are. So in. they know what's going on and when's it going on yeah. and how is it going on. So they know that the window is in cutting or in welding or in painting or in assembly or in packaging if it's ready. They don't have to call and find out. They, they just go onto their That's online smart. and find out. Think about it. If you ever had a package shipped or you were receiving and you have a tracking number by UPS or FedEx and it tells you today it was here, 
tomorrow it's going there. And you can see basically the life cycle, stage by stage, how it's moving forward. And you know that the closer the final stage is, the closer you are to getting the window. This show is brought to you by Payne's Window Manufacturing. Window shopping revolutionized. Seeking top-tier windows? Look no further. Payne's Window Manufacturing is the ultimate choice for custom builders, contractors, and homeowners. Visit www.paynes.com now to experience the pinnacle of quality and customization. Get your instant custom quote today. Elevate excellence with us, plus enjoy nationwide shipping across Canada and the U.S. You guys follow along as well, too? You guys get online and just see it and it's all... Use the dealer to check for the customer. You're asking really, them, yeah. Went on and said, Here's the I, I don't need to... I don't That's need not to the norm, right, in the industry. No. I don't, I don't want to employ people that are unnecessary. So somebody picking up the phone and giving status updates can be done by a simple status change in the software. You don't need to have a person for that. Other companies, yeah. Yeah, it's two, three weeks away. And every two, three weeks you get the same That's answer. That's all they, yeah. 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 So that doesn't really give you an answer. No, but no. you tell that to the client, and the client eventually gets frustrated. Here they get frustrated. Or you yeah. call them up and ask them where it is, and they don't get back to you at all. Well, <laughs> you guys go online, look it up, and you guys know where it's at. We have yeah. access to it, yeah. And we... That's try our hardest man. to meet the, the deadlines. If if you buy an order and you know that at the moment it's 35-day production time, okay, for start to finish, for a custom order. 35-day. 35-day. Five weeks. Yeah. We want to ensure that the window is ready, the order is ready before that day. So we could have put an order for a window at the start of this podcast and it'd be ready already. It would have been delivered <laughs> by now. <laughs> so that far. But no, what, what I'm trying to say is... Uh, you know, if you are my client, my contractor, my dealer, my builder, whatever, and we don't deliver to you on your time, you don't get paid. Because you guys are coming at it from the installer's per- perspective, right? You guys are understanding the site, on site. Yeah, if the job is not completed, you don't get paid in full. Simple as that. Yeah. As a, as a contractor. So why would I want to put my clients in a position not to get paid? Because I'm getting paid. My windows don't leave the factory without a payment, okay? So they trusted me with this. They put their faith in my company to make sure that their windows, their, the windows will be delivered on time for them. We want to make sure that we meet those deadlines. So Most other window manufacturers that I've dealt with in my past, um, the owners of the companies are too busy. Like They're not there for their customers. They've got their nice suits. They're never there. They got the, they're enjoying the spoils of everyone else's labor, and they are not involved. Who's that? The homeowner? No, the, the owners of the window companies I've dealt oh. with in the past. Okay. Where well, maybe, the maybe, they thing, eh? maybe they earned it. Maybe they earned it. I mean, maybe. <laughs> well, I think in that regard, like, listen, there's going to be companies that are huge, but they have to have people in place to do that job, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they can get huge, but if the people they put in place are just pencil pushers. Yeah. Don't take that the wrong way, but they have to be people that are responsible for the product still yeah. and treat it as if it's their own and then make sure things are getting And the only reason properly. I say that is because yeah. then when we had problems come up, yeah. those particular owners had absolutely no time. They just didn't, they they didn't just care. did not care to yeah. get involved. And they're like, eh. Jason, today, most of the big manufacturers, the big players, there is no ownership there. It's all corporate. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, a company. And I'm going to throw out names because it, it's true. You know, a company like Marvin Windows yeah. in the States, they've been in business for like 100 years. When the person who started that company, the owner, opened it, he had a vision. That vision was executed. The company grew. It was great. 
the product is amazing, and I'm the first one to say that their product is amazing, okay? Um, but then, you know, his time came. Somebody had to take the reins. It could be kids, it could be other people, a group of investors, doesn't matter who it is. And at that point, the vision changed for, for that company. I'm not saying it became worse, but it became different, yeah. okay? So a lot of the companies today that manufacture windows, the big ones, there is no owner. There is a management. So is that what you do? You pay attention to what's wrong I, I out there and you try to make it better? No, I just have my own vision. I have my own vision to make sure that my customers get the product that they expect. David is still personally involved I get with involved. his company and business, like ground zero, hands on. We can call and get awesome. him directly. But yeah. my, when my time comes and my kids are going to take over the business, hopefully, they're going to have their own ways of doing things. And that may not align with what I'm building today. That's what I'm trying to say. But you'll have a set of systems and checks and balances and things in place. We're so going to lay down, that, yeah. we're, going to, we're going to put the foundation and the rules and the procedures for them to follow and continue. But to be honest with you, it's all about the employees today. I mean, I can only guide. I can only ask them to do some, something. If you don't have the proper people, Executing it on, in the factory doesn't matter. You're gonna fail. Why did you guys choose the window industry, or did the window industry choose you? It actually chose me. <laughs> I fell into yeah. it by accident. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I started with it, but it was more a means to an end. Yeah. Studied to be a computer programmer, <laughs> and then never actually ended up doing it. Finished the course, and then I was, did it. I was doing kitchens and bathrooms. I, I I brought a window company into the house we had just bought. They saw what I was doing with kitchens and bathrooms. They said, well, we do that as well. Maybe you'd like to do that for us. And then they had their own window and door installation program local. And so they showed me the numbers for it. I'm like, well, this looks pretty. If you're willing to work and show up and do the work, then I was like, well, I can make this happen. This looks pretty easy. And then next thing it's you know, easy. 20 <laughs> famous last words, 20 years later. I mean, yeah, it's funny because when I look at what we do, if, if you take just the word work, like what we do is work. Mm -hmm. I don't apply happy, easy, hard. Like, yeah, all those adjectives that describe it. Yeah, it sucks. But I mean, I mean, I it doesn't suck, but it's hard. It's worse. It's, it's a lot of hard work. Give us a little bit of a positive spin there. No, it's, it's, it's hard work, <laughs> but it's worth it at the end of but the day. But I'm used to it. Like, you know how to pick up something that's heavy to pick up a door, a patio door panel, a big window that's heavy. Once you know the mechanics and the things of lifting it. I mean, I also go to the gym. I'd like to work out. Like I'm, you know, I've been in weightlifting. And so for me, um, being strong really lends itself well to a job where you need to lift heavy objects. I know, but this is construction though. There's always supposed to be a second person, if not a third person to assist, right? Ideally. Nobody ideally. needs to be greedy because you could tweak something. Oh, something 100%. I mean, doing these jobs, but then the problem nowadays is finding those people because when you invite, if you can find somebody that will show up to work, then they realize, yes, having two or three people makes many hands make light work. However... Even light work in the window and door is still heavy work, and most people don't like to do heavy work. I don't. Sorry, I don't. I don't know if this is true or not. But do you guys put the weight of each unit? No. Well, we can, but 
that as a formula. Because I know that you guys have constantly said that people are asking for more larger and larger yeah. units, and I could just assume that weight might be an issue. You guys might look at the unit and just make a guesstimation. Well, like double pane glass yeah. is usually about seven to eight pounds a square foot. A square foot. And yeah. triple pane is about 11 to 12 pounds. Yeah, plus, the, square square foot. Foot. plus the frame, which is another pound of square so foot. So per, squ- per linear foot. Per square foot. Per square foot. That's not very heavy for a picture window. Casement will be heavier, but. With the oh. hardware. But it adds up, and you shouldn't be a one-person installer. No, no, Ideally, just, I mean, just from a safety perspective, I mean, you should. Same thing like when you put windows in, like lifting them, sliding them up ladders. We, we, we've seen those videos on YouTube where you see these it's jokers still, going still, up a single ladder with a six-by-six six unit. That's just what's caught on camera. That happens every day out there. The amount, of, the amount of danger that most window and door guys put themselves in every day for a company that is just completely hidden. Like, I've done it. I mean, I've... But they're young, and they want to just prove themselves. Yeah, and but they there's also no safety protocols for what we do. I just... Recently, see, there's no schooling either. There's no, there's no training, licensing. There's, there's no, no certification. There's nothing, nothing that, right? Like if so you were to put an install in, and to do it, and I'm going to need to have the scaffolding, I need a man lift, I need this, I need that. That's why my price so is, say, like, say that's like $7,000 to do this install, where the other company will come in with their four guys, slam it, oh, we'll do it for like 3000 And they'll say, well, what's the price difference? And I'll say, well, I'm using this. I'm making sure that my guys can go home at the end of the day. I put safety above everything. We're using drop sheets. We're protecting your furniture. Where the guys come in, run in, run out, slam, dirt, everything. There's no value to safety. And then that's the difference. But there's so much risk. Yeah. Like the size of these units, there's so much risk. I see it every day. And it's not even just like something toppling over you. It's you tweaking a muscle of some sort 100%. from trying to lift it as an awkward yeah. weight. Tearing a muscle in your case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I literally tell people, I go and I work out every day just so I can be in a sense of ready state to work. So some, like, I can spend a week trimming windows. So how's the kid? So the, the young kid getting started and they choose or it chooses them. This is a difficult business for a kid. Yeah. It's because it's not, it's people think you're just putting a window in. It's the, the basic thought of putting a window in is very simple. simple. Yeah, it's not. The actual act of putting it in and doing the entire job from beginning to end, even to the caulking, to the trim work, because we're doing everything. We're not just putting a window in. We're finishing the entire window. That whole process is, is actually complicated. Oh, uh, we haven't even gotten to the Stevie Wonder cockers, eh? Well, no, yeah. we're not going to even touch those. <laughs> yes, but it's everything. Because like, if you, if, if I'm the, if, if I'm the, if you have an, um, like a laborer, so I'm there doing my thing. I've got a couple laborers. So as the guy doing it, I'll do the rip out. So the laborers are now down in the truck unpacking. They're bringing, they're bringing the stuff up, bringing tools up. They're bringing drop sheets up. They're bringing the, the, the new product up. We're barking orders at them. We're telling them what we need, and they should yeah. know that. And they're taking yeah. down the garbage. They're taking the old product. So it's old product out, new product in. Once all that's done, we're doing all the easy-peasy trim work, the this and that. They're cleaning up. They're running around, vacuuming. I mean, that's... I mean, it's heavy work. Have you guys thought about this, starting a window school? You know, there is something. There is window-wise. The problem, personally, um, the window industry is really, it's not regulated. No. Not at all. And it's easily corruptible. Even though there is the whole emphasis on window-wise, but the way I look at it, window-wise is just a joke. It it is a joke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's a send your letters to Jason. Window wise is a third. <laughs> it's it's a third party warranty company. 
they it's a, it's charge, a business. They, it's a business, and it's run as a business, and it's really not looking after the consumer. I hear customers saying, well, my installers are going to be Windows certified. I'm like, and? He's like, well, they're certified. I'm like, well, I've done that course back at a time. Is this also associated with Sawduck? Yeah, same company. Yeah. Oh, that's what it's a company yeah. that does it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Okay, but it fenestration as well too, or no? No, I don't believe so. No, no. okay, separate entity, right? Fenestration is just its own magazine. So I, I thought it was like a governing body overseeing Sawduck, or I don't know. There's a so Sawduck will certify the installer under Windowwise, will certify the dealer as a certified dealer, and they will certify the manufacturer. Uh, which they have absolutely. Windowwise no. will also certify the installer. Yeah, I have a but certificate. But where's their credibility? There is none. There is none. That's my personal opinion because yeah. it's not. It's not government run. Back at the time, the, I think it was about eight years ago when there was a, another okay, rebate. Yeah. And every in order for the customer, the end consumer, to get the rebate, they win, the installers have to be Windowwise certified. So they send all of us, all the window companies, else sent us the installers to get certification. I smell something. We show up. Greed. We show up, and whoever was in charge of giving the presentation, the class, he's like, okay, guys, how many of you installed windows before here? Everybody like, how many have over 10 years experience? Everybody raised their hands. He's like, well, it's a two-day class, but it's a Sunday. Let's quiz it into two and a half hours. <laughs> yep. And money. that's one thing. The other thing is like wow. They gave us a whole booklet. Was he wearing a cowboy hat or what? Like close enough. <laughs> they gave us a whole booklet, which for me had none. Nothing was useful. There was one thing that taught me back at the time. One thing from like maybe a hundred different points that I actually learned from the presentation. But uh, the funny part is, at the end of that booklet, it says those are guidelines how to install Windows, unless the window manufacturer says otherwise. Then don't listen to the guidelines. So, so, so I will, we as a manufacturer have the power to overturn any Sodic. window ways. But do homeowners take that as gospel? Like, well, do, do it they depends how they, how, how they get pitched. You know, so depends on the sales guy. If he's going to emphasize all his attention on Sodak and window wise rather than the quality of the product and install that they're actually going to do, then the customer is going to get you know focused on this, and the next guy who's going to come by is going to get hammered with questions about something that is so irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. So you guys don't agree with it, right? Well, because the WindowWise oh, program right. gave the, it was a five-year warranty, this and that, but most decent um, dealer-installed services that sell windows, they will, I mean, I do it. I mean, it's a five, I mean, the window warranty is from the manufacturer. Yeah. And I think everybody is a standard five-year service installation warranty, the like pretty much. You know, I mean, and that's exactly what Sawdak is. But the biggest thing is when they came in and they were getting those rebates, mm -hmm. this was the, the racket they ran where in order for you to get your money back from the government, you needed to use a certified Sawdak yeah. window-wise business. But you, as a, me as a smaller business, could not register because I wasn't a big enough entity in the business world for them to recognize, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't let but, me get but it. That was dropped after like two months. Yeah, oh, okay. Because there was a, a lot of back, backlash okay. about this, and they actually said, you know what, we don't care about Sodak anymore. So anybody can. Yeah. That was in 2018. Oh, okay. There was a lot of corruption with that too, though. Yeah. The whole, that whole I don't like entities that actually don't contribute to the, um, 
the industry like, and, and just cash grab crap, and right? And with Windowwise, they, they're doing amazing they, golf tournament. They, they complicated the installation <laughs> progress. Like, they complicated, like, they made the installation process so, like, it was almost wrong to the point because they, they overthink it. And, like, and with SOD and with the Windowwise, their specifications, their number one thing was square, level, and plumb. That's their three things that are above everything else. So you can have those three things. The product won't operate properly, but window so, so not a square level plumb and operates properly. Yeah, that's what the fourth one's a maybe. Yeah. It's a prayer. <laughs> so you know, the, the other thing is about window wise, their installation guidelines, but for some reason you didn't see the Ontario Building Code taking taking it in. They're not following those guidelines. Well, because that's a different corrupted entity, right? <laughs> they don't play in the same sandbox. They create but, their own but sandbox. They should be playing, and in then the they same. shit in it, and then they make another sandbox and but shit in that be. one. Everybody <laughs> should be playing in the I, same. I sandbox. know. I agree. That's why I was thinking. You guys seem like the kind of guys that should start your own and go. This is what should really be industry standards, yeah, right? But then it becomes when the Wise and Sadak again. It's one company yeah. doing it instead of something that's nationwide or. Like industry wide, I see. I see Payne's training. Like I see Payne's yeah. certificate schooling, proper schooling, right? But I don't know if. But it would have to be industry wide. Yeah, that's why. And it has to be something that works for everybody, because if you're paying one company, there's a lot of companies that want to do that. It's true. I want to ask you guys, all of you guys, each of it. What's your go-to sexy window? What's your choice? What's your style? What's your color? What is it? All, th- all for you guys. What do you guys like, window-wise? Brick. <laughs> <laughs> I like all that. I'm an awning window. Guy. Awning You're window an awning? Guy. Awning window? Yeah. What color? Uh, well, I just like white. White? Yeah. It's sim- I like white because, one, it doesn't matter. So any of the dark colors. Chantilly lace? It's always dirty. It doesn't matter. You put the window in. As soon as it's in, you let. it's always dirty. It's going to get dirty. Yeah. White, spray nine, acetone, goof off. You can make a 10-year-old window look brand new. And an awning. And any, any white window. And Joel, you're the same thing? Awning? I like casements. Casements? I like casements. Yeah. Casements. And an awning window is just a casement. A, on the side. Sideways, yeah, any, exactly. Any crank-out crank window, which is casement or awning. Or but it's, awning. it's not that simple, though. In my, my opinion, it's not that simple. It's the hardware that makes the window. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you can like an awning, you can like a casement. I hate single hungs and I hate sliders because oh. they're the worst window you're going to get. Yeah. Cheapest Everywhere. energy efficiency, cheapest quality. It is what it is. Phil? Yeah, same thing. Casement. Your casement, eh? So or fixed because they don't open. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about an, another misconception with a lot of clients and a lot of uh, contractors, dealers that sell the product. We have clients coming in and asking if our black is a solid color black. Because somebody told them that they extrude the vinyl in black. Well, vinyl cannot be extruded in black. Vinyl cannot be extruded in anything darker, darker than like a top color, okay? Which is... So who's who's sales selling it? Well, no, no, other companies. What was so that company that did that cap? It was almost like like it was like a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah. It was a cap stock. Cap, cap stock. stock yeah. That was it. Uh, so, but it looks so cheap, and, and it doesn't last. Oh, it looks so bad. So, you take a white vinyl, which is crude throughout in white, and you coated with any color you want today. The paint is pretty good. I mean, it's a UV paint. We use paint from Italy called Leclerc, which is UV protected, under heat. I mean, the, f- the paint finish is flawless. But it's not going to last as long as white. Because white is always going to be white. Mm-hmm. And people pay a significant premium in getting a color on their windows on the exterior and the interior. Yeah. Okay? 
for the design look, which is okay. I mean, that's the trend. I mean, that's the look they are going for. Yeah, color out, color in. Yeah, but uh, any vinyl window on the market today is a coated finish. It's never going to be extruded in a color. But they're trying to convince clients because client that doesn't know. better. Client doesn't know. I mean, the difference is that particular company, I think you know which one you're talking about, their vinyl, that black vinyl that's apparently co-extruded, it looks like shit. The finish is crap. It doesn't look like black. It looks cheap. The finish, it looks black. It's just a very cheap finish. Yeah. It, it does not look it good. Looks like those when you have a painted one, it's a rich, clean those, look. Those it's pat- a warm those, look. Those patent leather shoes, those yeah. shiny. Yeah, it's oh. exactly what it is. And, it, 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 and so then it looks, you see you see striations through it. It scratches, and then the scratches can't go away. You could you could fix a painted window. You can't fix a, a window like that that's been co-extruded. There's no fixing it. The scratches are for life. And if you go deep enough, it's a white scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on the inside because I'm curious, right? I guess a lot more homeowners nowadays are doing reveal, like no casing anymore. Drywall, drywall, drywall reveals, right? So I guess and, and, and the majority, and and majority people want the same color on the outside as they want on the inside. But even though the baseboard is white Chantilly lace, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of black inside, painted black, and with a lot. Why do they clients want the color on the inside? And I mean, for years and years, it was always split. It was always color on the outside. And then everybody watching HDTV and said, everybody oh, going magic the four-letter words, man. <laughs> <laughs> and me personally, always took them out of interior paint. Yeah, yeah. Always tell them stay with white. I just tell them, listen, you're gonna get black windows inside the house. Great. Think it looks beautiful today because all you every magazine you open right now has black windows inside. HDTV, it's all painted windows inside. Like it's gonna go out of style. What do you got? A year, two years, and then it's gonna be out of style. And it's always, it's gonna go it's away. Do they believe always, you? Always dirty and always dusty. A lot of them listen to me. Some of them don't. It's always gonna be dirty. And on top of it, you have blinds and shades that are covering yeah. the black window anyway. What's the point of putting a black window inside the house? What are you gonna actually see on that window besides the casing? Which is what much? It blows my mind, eh? It's like when it's like yeah, which is white. It's like when you order your iPhone and say, "What color do you want?" I'm like, "Who cares? It's going in a case." Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the majority of people they're not doing jam extensions. They're doing the majority of them are doing drywall reveals. No, no, the other other way. Oh, they're still the other way around. They're still doing jam extensions, right? And you guys are offering jam extensions. We offering jam extensions. There is, uh, I would say, ten percent of customers that want to do the drywall to run into the window. Okay. And I still try to talk them out of it. Why? I have my reason. Okay. My biggest reason, if you have high humidity in your house, personally, I don't care if you're going to put triple glass window. If you have high humidity in the house, it's going to condensate in the winter. That water is going to drip on your drywall. It's going to bubble. It's going to look like crap. If that water drips on your wood jam, wipe it. Wipe it. If it starts getting damaged, Cut it out, put some putty, resend it, refinish it, repaint it. It's good as new. Drywall, that's a whole project. If it bubbled, you're not going to be able to touch it up as easy as a wooden gem. Do most installers, you guys tackle the trim, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the deal, right? It's much cheaper to install trim on the wood jam than run drywall into the window. Yeah. Oh, of oh, course. Yeah. But once again, magazines and HGTV. And Photoshop. Well, it's the, it's also the ultra-modern homes now that are going after a certain look, which is yeah. fine. I mean, people like that look. The, it's available. If they're willing to pay for it, why not? But it's it's still a minority. I mean, majority is still going to be Is that look going to still be around 10 years from now? Yeah, if you look at 1950s, mid-century homes, the modern homes, mm-hmm. they still look good. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's still all those boxes, squared windows, you know, like no shapes, no, no circles, no half rounds. But it was built properly. It was built properly. It was built with, with taste. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the only thing that's really gone out of style now is just like the small trim, two inch, yeah. Yeah. Two inch bevel, two inch colonial. And more flat. With drawer yeah. turns, I think the biggest issue is because you do get movement on the windows yeah. from outside to inside. So you'll have a crack. crack and right? you're going to have cracks. You're going to have yeah. things to do to touch it up to fix it. So yeah. it's going to become an issue over and time where the casing on, is a lot easier. Yeah, and, and how they're putting, because I mean, some guys are putting the drywall into the into the return. Like, because sometimes you'll put the window that has a return. So the, you'll see that lip. Sometimes they'll put it into where the return goes. Yeah. So there's very clean. Yep. And some guys will even go so far as to put the drywall, then they'll do the tear away, yep. right, from the from the trim techs. It all depends on how much they're spending to finish that drywall off. And I'd love to know maintenance from all you guys. Like, obviously, a window goes in, it's used, it's open, closed, seasons. This is Canada, extreme weather sometimes. I mean, it should be clean because yeah. inside the window cavity, it does get dusty, it does get dirty, and, and it builds up. So regular seasonal maintenance. Special yeah. sliders. You have yeah. trucks exposed. Wipe them. Make sure there is no debris on there, in there that your drainage is not plugged. Because you, know? yeah, you have drainage on the bottom. Like I have customers or cock over the drainage. CB Wonder cocking. I have customers out in King Carden on Salbo Beach area and constantly getting bombarded with window problems but they live in hurricane force winds that's blowing dust, dirt, and sand that's constantly. And I remember going up to buy your way there in that one stretch of road that had all the signs, and I was going up in there in wintertime yeah. where the snow wasn't going vertically. It was going horizontally. Yeah. Like, we get, we get <laughs> I mean, I try to... Ex- so where am I? I was, like, asking, man. It's the one thing, like, I, I will not sell a slider unless if I sell a slider, I mean... I, I try not to because it's nothing but trouble. It's all friction. Everything breaks down faster. It's And when you tell people they need to clean and maintain, most people just don't know. They just, they're there to own a home. There's no maintenance involved. But coming to the people that just go fix window, they don't even have to open it, but they should still clean it and yeah. maintain it, look at the caulking, the seals, make yeah. sure everything's fine. It's like when you open the hood of your car and it's like it's all full of leaves and crap and all that stuff in there and mice nest in there. You can open up the hood? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Listen, basic ex- common sense, basically. Yeah, exterior cogging is supposed to last at least fifteen years, but like, like you should be inspecting it. Like David said, common sense. Like, walk around the house once mm-hmm. a year, take mm-hmm. a look what's going on. Maybe something there is a hole somewhere. Cock over it, fill up the gap. You know, if you see your trucks are dirty, clean them up. If you have uh, casements surrounding uh, windows, every couple of year, throw some grease into the star mechanism. You know, if you have all the rubber seals, once in a while, take Jigaloo lubricant and spray it so it's nice and smooth. Don't use WD-40. Please don't. No. Never. Water-based. Yes. Water-based. Water Silicon. displacement. WD, water displacement. It's, got a high wa- it's, water it it's fish oil. Water. Yeah, it's fish oil. That's but what it is. But it doesn't last. It actually, yeah. It dissipates. Get a silicon-based lube that dries out and it leaves a clear coat and it's nice, smooth. Get that stuff. It's also much cheaper to bring a caulking guy every five years to do an inspection around the house and see what needs to be caulked than changing your windows. I mean, Very you know, just do, just do because like, one so month Mother Nature gets in there, she's going to keep on working away at it every season, every extreme season, yeah. and then it's just going to get worse and worse and worse at that w- point. Wind is not the problem, the cold is not the problem, the water is the problem. It's water. Once water no. gets in there, it freezes and it expands, and then it thaws, and yeah, then it. But we have 
our, our temperatures in Canada, they're very, and it's wild. 35 in the summer, and then All the more reason why you should be inspecting You need it. to be inspecting things more yeah. often. You need to be checking things. You can have like a them. winter morning where you wake up and it's minus 30. You get to like plus six or seven. Yeah. In the middle of the day, the sun's beating down. That's everything's Canada. dripping. Yeah. And then by seven, eight o'clock, it's down to minus 30. That water has been like stone sills, right? That's a good thing. Like when you have like on a, a window sill, and you have multiple instead of one solid one. And they come together, and that mortar gets in there. It gets wet and saturated, Cracks. and then it, by nighttime, it's all. Well, and it technically, pops. you're supposed to when you're masonry, masonry, put it together. You're supposed to gouge it a little bit, and then fill it with color match caulking to seal it, so then water can't penetrate. They don't that. do that. I know they don't do that, right? Yeah. Like, they get a guy who just puts it on there and puts the Stevie Wonder finger on it and just <laughs> squishes it all down, right? And then it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, if you guys were going to start your business today. Uh, knowing what you didn't know back then when you started it, how much different would it be regarding installing windows? Because I'm sure you've learned so much of what not to do. You it's can't, a you can't by experience. You can't, right? You can't. So you just play it. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what the new kids today. Things have evolved so much from back, like 30 years ago. It's dramatically were a lot different. different. Like right? the quality of the window, the type of material that's used for the window. Everything's evolved so much that knowing what you knew then and transferring it to now, there's really nothing that's going to change. What you know now back then, not really either because it wouldn't apply to the windows being made back then. Yeah. Mm. You're constantly evolving in this business. And as much as windows, vinyl windows have been around for the last 20 years predominantly, it's difficult. It's difficult to like say, okay, would I do anything differently? If you're doing it right, you should still be doing it right. Do you add different products? Yes. Do you add different materials? Absolutely. You improve because technology improves. I think that's, that's the thing. Your experience grows based on what you're buying and what materials you're using for it as well. I just get the sense that the younger guys look at your industry and just think, mm, I can get in there. Uh, well, they, make lots they, look of money. At, they look at it, they look at the money and they think it's easy and then they start doing it. It's when they realize, especially if they're just themselves, it's, it's the hats. When you're selling, you're not installing. And then it's everything in between. It's one thing to go and be an installer, but then when you have to go and sell the job, and hopefully you can sell and talk to somebody, make eye contact, be a decent human being, know how to sell, have the experience to Communication. Talk to communicate with That's them, key. then close <laughs> the deal, then have a place to order it from, pick it up, get it delivered, store the product, you know, then arrange the, then schedule the delivery, schedule the install, have all that ready for one guy to do and then have guys that you need to feed if they're working for you. It's, it's like any business. It's a, it's. But most of those guys don't last. No. And the reason is, is because the only way they can sell the job being so new and young and, you know, fresh to the industry is by giving a price that the customer cannot decline. Yeah. Underpricing it. Underpricing it. And then he's going to try to save money somewhere and going to hire a unqualified installer to install the cheapest product he could have found, okay? And when issues arise and people start calling him for service, that's the moment they go out of business because they just can't handle it anymore. Or they're living off of the deposits. Exactly. From the money they're taking to live off the now. Peter Paul Windows. And then basically when... You know, the bill comes due to pay for the windows that they need to pay for that were just delivered. They're like, can you give me? Or they're racked with a credit. And then, I mean, the $100,000 truck, the brand new, all the fancy, this and that, it, it takes its toll. What's the best business lesson you guys can teach the next generation? Learn how to run a business first. Learn computers. Phil? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just be honest with your customers. 
Yeah. And work hard. You made a mistake, admit it. Because if you're not, it's just going to bring more problems. A customer at the end of the day, even if you screwed up, just be honest. Say, I screwed up. And move on. This is what we're going to do to rectify the situation and move on. And hard work. Like nothing is going to be brought to you on a silver platter. No. no not in this market, especially. Not But in this market. It's only to my kids that I'm going to bring stuff on a silver platter. And even then I know it's wrong because I'm spoiling them. Yeah, I hate to say like that work-life balance. Like everyone wants to strive for uh, mental health and they want to have a good work-life balance. If you want to survive in this industry, there's a great work-life balance. You work so your happy wife and life and kids can yeah. <laughs> live off the proceeds. So it is what it is. I so mean, yeah, yeah. Work-life balance is a big thing. Uh, a little bit off topic, but still related, okay? We went to New York for my son's 10th birthday two weeks ago. And we've stayed in Manhattan, Times Square area. And, uh, Did you pay the $25 to get into the city? No. Uh, or maybe. I don't remember. Anyway. Did you drive into Manhattan? Yeah. yeah we so drove. You paid the $25. So on the third day, I, t I take the, the car, my wife, my son, and we, dri we drove to Staten Island from Manhattan. And I pull up to a house, and I'm telling my 10-year-old son, I'm like, look, there are Spain's windows installed on that house with stickers on it. Wow. I have a video. Okay. Seriously? You Seriously. You can go on Instagram and see the video. How is that off topic? That's not off topic. Okay. That's on topic. That was a life lesson for my kid. Because when you're 10 years old, the world seems so small. You, know? you have your school, you have your camp, you have your friends, you have your video games. And you know your daddy makes windows. But that's about it. And when you're somewhere completely different, like in Staten Island, New York, and you pull up to a house and you see Payne's windows on somebody's house, it blew him, blew him away. You know? So, and I, the reason I did that, I want to show him, like, you know, there is no boundaries. Just do good work. Try hard. Like, opportunities open up. Like, and uh, I think it went a very long, a far away with him. That's nice, way. yeah. Did he ask you why the neighbor's windows were not paying? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> or is that, that it's next week's order? Yeah, it, no, it's, it's a new construction <laughs> house. And I knew it because I knew we just shipped the windows about three weeks ago. To stay to oh, so you knew where you were. I knew. But, he, but it was but nice to get yeah. that expression from him, and now yeah. he's taking and he's going with yeah. it, and you're going to see what's going to happen now, yeah. right? That's a really nice thought, man. Yeah. And uh, I, put, I never post anything myself on the Instagram. I, I know, but you just, shared, I have it. Read you your just shared it here, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but I, po I put that on Instagram while I was showing it to him, and you can see his reaction. It was priceless. Okay. So, was good. so is he ready for the business? I hope so one day. Just, you know... This show is brought to you by Payne's Window Manufacturing. Window shopping revolutionized. Seeking top-tier windows? Look no further. Payne's Window Manufacturing is the ultimate choice for custom builders, contractors, and homeowners. Visit www.paynes.com now to experience the pinnacle of quality and customization. Get your instant custom quote today. Elevate excellence with us, plus enjoy nationwide shipping across Canada and the U.S. I don't care if he goes to second, uh, post-secondary education, like gets his university. I don't care about that. I just want him to show some initiative and drive yep. and try. You know, like try to be the best he can. That's more important to me than any education. I mean, um, so we'll see. I hope he's going to appreciate that something was built for him mm -hmm. to take over. And if he doesn't, he can find his own way. Like it's, uh, like, you know, nothing's written in stone. Do you guys have a lot of hope for the next generation? I need 
them to I just all I'm hearing is nobody wants to put the work in. Right? And they it, physically like they verbally tell you that? Oh, you hear it all the time. Everybody wants to affiliate marketing, work online, shake your ass, show you this uh, all the little dances on the TikTok and on the on the on the Instagram. OF? OF? OnlyFans? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no one signed up for mine. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they're paying me not I'm not to go pay, on. <laughs> I'm not going to pay your monthly expense no way but I, I still think that it's fine be smart work smart but you still need to do a certain amount of hard work aside from smart work I mean great work smart but if you work smart and work hard I think those two are a winning combination unfortunately right now all the hard work people don't want to do the hard work anymore they want to work smart they want to make easy money make quick money but nobody wants to put the time in to put the hard. But that work was in. never you. That was never us. That's not how we grew up, right? Like I don't think we're all. We learned the hard. Am I the oldest first. guy here? Am I the oldest guy here? How old are you? No. Fifty. I'm fifty-one and a half. How old are you? Forty-nine. What? Forty-two. Huh? Forty-one. I am the oldest guy here. <laughs> but you know what? Back to what you're saying. Like, I'm, from my perspective, when I was growing up, my parents were like, "That's it. We're screwed. You and your generation are gonna screw us up." And look, I'm working, I'm prosperous. And so all of my friends, they're doing just fine. And I know, like, I'm looking at my kid, and I'm like, I'm so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to live in my basement till I'm going to be 30, till he's going to be 35 years old. He's never going to move out, you know. He'll have nice windows. No, he's in his <laughs> third year of university. No, it feels too cheap to buy windows for, for his house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my kid is a third year university. And honestly, What's he studying? Oh my, something, something computer business. Okay. Right. And I'll be honest, when he got accepted, I'm like, he's going to fly, he's going to fly out and I'm going to have Why a Why do you think that? Because that generation and you're older. that generation, because all I've seen him when he was growing up is playing the computer games till 4 a.m. in the morning, going to sleep for three hours and then going to school. Ugh. Right. And <laughs> I was shocked in a very pleasant way. He's doing way above my expectation in university. He's doing awesome, actually, like almost an A student. And then, you know what? When you're going to start putting pressure on them, I think they're going to be just fine. Yes, they're never going to be what we want them to be. They're a generation younger than us. They're not supposed to be the same thing no. like us. No. They'll figure their way out. Worst case scenario, they'll figure out a robot that's going to install Windows for them when the time comes. Yeah, but my ten-year-old kid can do more stuff on the on the computer than I can. That's my point. You know, so yeah. We also live in Canada, which is more a service-oriented industry, not as much as labor. So those that will go into the labor are gonna make a killing, because yeah. I know people that cannot put the nail in the wall to hang a picture. They will call somebody to come and they'll pay him to do it. I so know people that have actually hired people to hang a picture for them. Here you go. I'll pay somebody to assemble furniture. I would not do. It. Ikea? I, I would not hey, do it. I when I was younger, I made good money at something like Ikea furniture. I can't stand it. <laughs> it's it's a business. So I think a generation is going to be fine. They're going to figure out their own way. You know, just have some hope. Just let them go. Let them go. go. They'll figure it out. We figured it out. And we were supposed to be the generation. We're still figuring kill. it out. We still are. Yeah, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I'm just getting well Well, that's right what my next question is. Like, you guys are eventually going to have to get out of this industry. What's the exit plan here? Why? Because we don't last forever. <laughs> There's an expiration so, date on all of us. I don't know. I, I, JR 
and Keystone. Uh, okay, so they're not going to install. They're going to sell. They're still going to be in the business. They're going to stop doing the physical labor. They're going to micromanage their crews and they're going to act as advisors, salesmen, owner, operators. But they're, listen, you live in Canada. What are you going to do when you retire? Leave. Like what? You're going to, you're going <laughs> to. <laughs> like, I cannot see myself past the age of 65 sitting home and watching TV. I can't see myself on the golf course. I'm going to be working. Yeah. I'm not going to be installing. And at that point, because of the field that we all are, my experience is priceless. You know how they say, like I, I belong to a couple of forums online, window and door installers, and I love one of those memes that they write there. It's basically, you're not paying me 200 bucks for 10 minutes of my work. You paid me 200 bucks for 20 years of my experience, exactly. even if it takes 10 minutes. Exactly. So my experience is going to be priceless. His experience is going to be priceless. He, everybody's experience is going to be priceless because as the time goes on, there is less and less people who want to do labor. Exactly like everybody said, they all want computerized jobs. But I go back to the school. I guess I, I, when we all get older, it makes sense for you guys to pass on that experience to the next generation because yep. who else but, is going to teach them? But there is less and less people that want to do it. Yeah. My only issue that with all that is that we're bringing in labor from outside that's very cheap and they're doing it for next to nothing. They don't want to be taught the way it's supposed to be done. They don't want to do it the way they just want to get it done as fast as possible for less as possible so they can make as much as possible. But they're undercutting everybody else in the process. So our experience is worth money, but who's going to pay that? It's a good point. That's, that's the only issue I have with that. But then back to what you're saying is that everything is digital right now. Everything is online. You do your research. You read the reviews. And a, good, a bad contractor is not going to stay in business long. And there is a reason why somebody is close to five stars, five out of star five, and 10 out of 10 on home stars, because he cares about his customer. He takes care of them. There's only so many fake reviews you can buy, but in the end, it's going to show. Here's a question for you guys. Is it easier for a good contractor to become a bad contractor or a bad contractor to become a good contractor? Wow. Social media makes it easy to go both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm just saying, is it easier to become Anakin Skywalker or is it easier to become Luke Skywalker? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to go to the light, to the dark? Because it, at the point, like, I, I sound, like every time I talk to anybody, it's always about money. So it's like money drives you. You can't continue fighting. I'm to seeing, keep I'm on seeing doing. a lot of good guys go bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because they're, because they're having trouble with their support staff. That's and with their with their everything, they're because they hit walls. Yeah, they hit walls, and because things are going. I mean, I came when I I came with the bike, and I filled up at that petrol Canada station premium. It's a dollar ninety nine a liter. It's a dollar ninety nine outside right now. Yeah, I just filled up. My usually premium, my, usually with premium. Oh. But I mean, I fill up usually. It's I, I don't but it's a Harley. But I only <laughs> mention the reason I mention that is because so the cost of everything is going up. Yeah. But we still need to keep our pricing because you still need to get your jobs. But you can't, yes. Yeah, with, with with, and again, with, I'm just talking in, in generalities, right? So when you have the guys that they're going bad, so they're not going bad so much on a deceivy, like on a, hmm, I'm going to get No, them. no, no, they're, they're not planning they're doing that, that. It's like, okay, that, so instead yeah. of doing certain things, you're going to start cutting corners. And then that becomes the norm. And then something else gets cut. But if they cut that, then they go, tomorrow I'm going to cut this. Oh, yeah. And that's and why then, I think that there's more good becoming bad instead of bad becoming good. And then they'll, 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 they'll schedule stuff to do when nobody's watching and hopefully it gets hidden. 
and we won't do this. And then eventually they could become that. I've seen guys become that bad and then something will happen and they may get sued. They may get shut down. They may get caught. And then now they're out of business and they're starting something else or they're gone. Or they're just getting known now for lying, for not delivering on time, for not having not their word doesn't mean anything anymore. So I've seen a lot of that happening recently. And in all this, I haven't seen a good, I haven't seen, I've only ever seen one contractor who was a Mason who started with a crap reputation, um, but has realized the errors, not so much the error of his ways, but he went out and he was a landscaper, did this, but then he went and got his ticket in masonry and he's built a successful business from it. And now he is a thriving mason, doing great work, booked for years in advance. I've only ever seen one guy go the other way, who started with a bad reputation and turned it into something good. But the reason he was able to turn it into something good is because there's such a dire need for masons. But he was leaving one trade and going to a different trade, right? So, uh, so, I mean, and good for him for doing that, but that's the only one. Most of the bad guys either stay bad or they just go work for shitty contractors I like to think that there's a bunch of great contractors out there, but I just have a funny feeling that there's far more bad contractors out there because that's how they can make money. That's how they justify how to quantify to make money. All the good and great contractors I know, you don't hear about them because they're booked. They're doing great work. They have the customer base. They're making money and they're doing their thing. Heads down working. But even those have to slightly shave corners, not completely cut corners but to make their money. But a lot of those guys have customers where pricing is not a big deal. Far and few. The you majority know? of customers out there, what is the first thing that talks about? It's money. money. Yeah, That's the first thing. You only get far and few a client that says, I want amazing quality. I want the best service. I want everything. Then I want It's like when we're pricing price. jobs. I mean, one of the first questions I ask is, what's important to you? If money is the number one thing that they're determining this project on, I won't even bother going out to the bid. Because I can't. Because are you getting five quotes? Or I ask, how many people are you getting bidding on this? They'll say whatever they say. If it's a lot, I'm, I'm not interested because I'm not going to be your cheapest. I know what I'm doing. I know what I bring. I'm not bringing you a crap product. I'm not bringing you a crap service. I'm not bringing you a budget-minded thing. So I'm not interested in wasting my time spending the quoting time on this because you're not even going to award me the job. And not 10 times out of 10, that's always the case. As we're getting closer to the end here, What's your best marketing tool, all you guys? Honesty. Yeah. And good work. Quality. Yeah, quality. Quality. Quality goes a long way. I mean, yeah. if, if you make a bad product, everybody talk about it. If you make a good product, everybody talk about it too. You know, so yeah. quality and customer service. That's simple as that. Like it's, you c- and then it's re- references. I mean, it goes, it spreads, you know. So, yeah. The number one thing I've found just of, of late is just telling people, like not, not being reserved and not using the word, like, you know, just being up and open. Like, yes, it's going to take this amount of time to get it. Just because the windows will be ready in six weeks does not mean I will be ready to put them in. You got a schedule. Yes. And if I'll, you're British. I will tell them. <laughs> you can bring it to me. One, and I'll tell them, once I have it in my possession, then I will call you and we will... We'll, we'll organize a schedule date, right? Because then at least, because even, okay, it'll be here on a Thursday. Well, during the bad times, that could just be a lie. How did you guys all navigate that world? Because it was uh, such uncertainty. 
just like how you, I guess his constant conversations with the clients and reassuring them that you're still the right person for the job. And this is where the honesty came in because I would just tell people, I said, I'm mm. not even going to, I'm not entertaining any notions of, I don't, your schedule, great. I mean, this is what it costs and the cost could change. Either give me a deposit check so I can get this nailed down today because in two weeks, this number could rise. It's not going to fall. You know, and just being brutally honest with people about everything. And and I found that since I did that, um, just being, I mean, the quality is there. They, I mean, for, for, I don't know if you, I mean, Pains has the quality. I mean, the work you do, you're known for what you do. I mean, I don't advertise. I've had the same phone number for 20 years. My phone rings. I don't advertise, so I don't know how my phone's ringing. So it's ringing for a reason. So, but it's just being honest with people and telling them how it is and not sugarcoating and not... Just because they want something doesn't mean they can have it. When's Payne's doors coming? No. We were going to do it this year. And? And then we decided to expand our, our glass operation yeah. and put the money in that. And I feel that this is more important because this is, has a direct tie to the windows yeah. mm. and, and to the production and the time, the lead times. Um, I don't know if... We're going to get to the point of making doors because making the same door as everybody else is not interesting. So, and, you know, people that make doors, companies that make doors, they just buy the components and put them together. And it's all, everywhere is the same. And now it all depends on the assembly of the door, not so much on the door itself because the components you buy the same. So I want to come up with a product and we're working on some. So you've, you've thought about it, you're thinking about it. Well, we're going to come up with some products that are going to be completely unique. A red door? Uh, no. <laughs> Portugal? Uh, red doors are very popular, just so you know. <laughs> but uh, I'd rather partner up with a reliable supplier that is going to make me a good quality door for my client that my clients can you know, get if they need to. Or they can just go direct and buy from him. Like, I don't want to be the middleman either. Well, because I, I assume that they have such a great relationship with you guys, yeah. and then you guys are also vouching for them, that it's just natural evolution that a client's going to go, well, we need to get a door too. Yeah, and, and we'll put them together with a reliable source that they, okay. can, they can source their doors, the door from. But I don't want to make the same products as everybody else. We don't make the same windows as everybody else. So, you know. How do you pronounce your last name, David? Beckman. Sure. I thought for a second there somebody else was going to show up. <laughs> David Beckham. <laughs> I think we covered a lot, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap it up? Any final words of wisdom to the past generation, the current generation, the future generation, your children that are going to be working in this industry, the kids that you beat on site to get them into uh, proper procedures of how to do construction? Not saying anybody beats anybody these days. No, those are gone. Those days are gone. <laughs> So I, I just gonna say that this is a shout out to my team. Yes. Okay? Um, when people say you work so hard, you know, yeah, I work hard, but you know, they work harder. They're the one who's putting the sweat in the shop. They're the one that pulling the jobs together, delivering the job, packaging the job, you know, talking to my clients. I have all the stress. They have. They put all the hard work. So without the the proper people. You can't build a business, no, not a big-scale business. And uh, I want to thank all the people a, that are involved. A business you're proud of, too. Yeah. Uh, so to me, it's important to shout out to them, to 
so they know that we, I care and I appreciate that. Yeah. So nice, Joe. Listen, I always go back to the same thing: do good work. Be honest with people. Just get it done. Um, sometimes it takes longer, but when you're and same thing with Jason, what he said a few minutes ago, you're going to have schedules that are almost impossible to meet. Sometimes just got to tell people, listen, this is what's going on. We're going to be late, but we're going to be there. And people that know you will be happy enough to wait because they know they're going to get a good quality install. They're going to get a good quality product from David. They're going to get a good quality door from us, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, you get what you get and you'll be happy with it, but it'll take a little bit of time. And good work takes time. Good product takes time. And there are mistakes, like Phil said earlier, admit to them, fix them, and then keep moving forward. You're going to have people that don't like it, but do good work, be honest, and you'll be okay. Jason? Um, the one thing I see at my age now at 50 is, and I see it the younger guys coming in too, it's the importance I now consider on safety and on personal um uh, what's the word? Preservation. I never, th when I was younger, I'd bolt up a 40 foot ladder. I'd test, do this, all these things. And like test, oh, like being standing on a railing trying to cut some caulking on it, like all oh, the no, crap no, I used no, to no. do. What about the last step on a 40 foot ladder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, where it says no step, that's just, well, that's definitely a step. That's a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just nowadays, I mean, and I've, and I've lost jobs due to the fact that I, you know, uh, like uh, I've lost jobs because I place an importance on safety. I, I'm not doing this without the proper lift, the proper scaffolding, the this to that. And and you won't put anybody on your team in that situation And I won't either. put anybody in a situation where they can get hurt. Even just, we, were, we did a very heavy job, both my son and I, we broke a rib just from the sheer lifting and just hoisting like that click just from that kind of lugging and stuff. That hurts, man. Yeah, I mean, just that, I mean, and that wasn't that long ago. You know, that was, that's within the past three, four years, just still that, 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 that stupidity, that male, you know, bravado that lives in your head sometimes that think you can do it. And I'm, nowadays it's gone and I, and I wish, I mean, safety is more aware now and things like that because you're seeing it more on social media, the accidents and things and people, but, I mean, behind the scenes, it still lives as strong as day in the in everywhere, but it's just not televised as much. But um, but yeah, no, the importance of safety and not putting yourself because if you get hurt, now I'm down. You know, I mean, they'll find somebody else that'll come and do it for half the wage. How long will you take to heal, and what's going to happen? Yeah, all so I, I think I think that's an important lesson that uh, that I learned as I get older. Phil? I think everybody already covered everything. There's nothing else. Safety is an important aspect. Honesty is an important aspect. Quality product is, product is important. Just, you know... Uh, Trans transparency as well. Tra yeah, that's key. Be transparent. If you say it, try to make it happen. If you can make it happen, say you can't make it happen. And just... Everybody in the business know what's good, what's bad. Mm -hmm. So just do your best. Stay away from bad habits. Don't pick up any bad habits. That's it. Gentlemen, thank you, man. So once again, it's www.pains.com. Uh, yep. And then the Instagram is Pains. Pains Window. Pains Window yep. on IG and then also on Facebook. On Facebook as well. Pains. And then Joe. Joe Entry Systems and Joe RF1. 
and uh, jarewindowsanddoors.com. Yeah, and everyone knows that you do garage doors as well, too. Yeah, it's all so part of this show wasn't about those big doors. No, no, we're leaving those alone. We're leaving those alone today. <laughs> Jason, uh, Jason at the Keystone Contractor, uh, info at the Keystone Contractor.com, and on IG at the Keystone Contractor. Thank you very much, Phil. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you, man. Mr. Beckham. Thank you. <laughs> we're out of here. That's it. I think, anyway, that's it. We're done, right? We're good. Yeah. Good. All right, Angeline, we're out of here.